Pretty good. I feel sorry for anyone who was listening to that on their earphone. <laughs> oh God, Adam's gonna play the music over that as well. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, Adam's not here, so I'm hosting, and that's Matt, by the way, and I'm joined by Alex. Alex. Hello. Hi. And I'm also joined by Ben. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm alright. I'm just a little lightheaded. <laughs> just a little. I've got like zero lung capacity. It's all snot at this point. Do you, do you think? Do you think on like your you know on your fitness apps like on your phone you can choose sort of cat like what are you doing? I, I ran for twenty minutes or whatever. Oh, yeah. You could say I, I did a thirty-five second woo and they'll say you burned twelve calories. Maybe, but I don't even Ben. 35, I think, was confident because I think we generous, yeah. yeah. I think it was like 15, <laughs> maybe pushing 20. That's still oh, impressed. Just... I'm impressed with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's kick off with I think the news because this is going to be a long one for the news section. Should we? Well, it's going to be a long one because Adam is a chair. Like that too, yeah. but I mean. Uh, uh... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it's three hours if if you if you listeners are looking down at a three hour podcast right now. Look, if your yeah. uh, if your podcast says you know 180 minutes remaining at this point, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, I'm fully <laughs> I'm fully expecting to finish this recording when the sun goes down. <laughs> um, let's yeah. see. So I think let's just jump in with the first bit of news that broke this week, that World Rugby wants to create a world league uh, so it's split up not it's stupid I'll, i'm going to say split north south hemisphere but it's not quite and then no. it's so it's essentially six nations split rugby champions and america and japan or the us and japan it's split mm-hmm. and then what how many games you've got to play everyone in your half once so, so you you essentially play the Six Nations or the Rugby Championship already. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rugby from there, there's, there's then yeah, the Rugby Championship. So, so I, I don't think it will be the Rugby Championship as we know it. I presume it will just be one round, huh? Yeah, I assume because God, yeah. What? Is, yeah, what's the Six Nations? Six Nations is one round, isn't it? Yeah, Six Nations. So it'll be like, what Rugby Championship one round, Six Nations one round. Yeah. And then it'll go to like a like a finals sort of phase. So I presume the top two from each will go through, maybe a wild card playoff kind of thing. Yeah, mm. so and then eventually, so there'll be a final. So each year there'll be like a, a world league champion so that'll like presumably no- be New Zealand. So like a November, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, November finals. So, yeah, what, so, happens so it's, is, what happens to yeah, the teams that don't make those finals? So they play against each other the, in no, like a semi-finals? There are, I'm, I'm I don't know if it's sort of a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, yeah. eighth, ninth, tenth, or the twelfth playoff. I think at that point you're allowed to go and try and organize in the six months yeah. between June and June and November. You can go off and try and organize a quick tour somewhere or something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so maybe, maybe say Australia doesn't make the playoffs and whatever Wales doesn't make the playoffs, maybe then Wales will go to Australia or something like that. Yeah. That just doesn't feel like enough time yeah, but to yeah, six whip, whip together a tour. Like, these things are planned years in advance, aren't they? Yeah, at least. No, 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 it's, it's a shit show. We all agree. 
Yeah. yeah. No, but no I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to pinpoint exactly why it's a shit show. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, there's a lot of, no, there's wait, a lot of reasons. Yes, 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 yes. Here's one of the key shit show pinpoints is that yeah. one of the one of the main aspects about this is it's going to be a 12-year deal and it completely yeah. ignores any concept of promotion relegation. Yeah. So whoever consistently sucks at it for 12 years is at least earning that revenue stream for 12 years and and arguably deserving teams that should be there who could also yeah. benefit heavily from the revenue stream of being in something like a world league like the pacific nations who have been kicking up a fantastic shitstorm um, i'm yes. proud of them we should actually discuss that now and like yeah. georgia as well completely being cut out of the northern hemisphere as well so yeah i saw i know originally so i was reading up on this originally um the, our southern hemisphere competition was supposed to be fiji and japan getting added to rugby championship and then broadcasters came back and said uh can we maybe have countries with a bigger market so that is obviously code for can you cut fiji so mm. fiji apparently weren't invited to the last round of talks in los angeles and they only found out essentially that they were cut through I think it's the Herald gave them, gave them a call and said, hey, um, why aren't you at this big meeting with everyone else? Mm. Yeah, it's some bullshit here. Uh, like, I, I, get, I get the issues with including Fiji and something like this. I get that they have a history of administrative difficulties, which yeah. is a, geographic, it's a geographical problem. And I think that's been quite well documented. A lot of players have spoken about the fact that, you know, they don't live like fiji is not one island fiji is a, a, yeah. a, a cluster of islands well, all three um, yeah and um so according to google which i, I just quickly fact-checked myself it's an archipelago <laughs> archipelago of more than 300 islands okay uh, now so, now you need now you only you need to you need to give us one random fact about fiji right now Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you guys probably didn't know this, but 37.5% of Fiji are Indian. Wow, that's um, actually, oh, wow. Well, that actually is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you don't understand. It's going to be like a completely shitty, useless fact. Yeah. You, you actually, you've you've you, actually you, given you. us a quality fact because that is a pub quiz question. You know, like those high-tier pub <laughs> quizzes. That is a pub quiz. Yeah, no, no. It'll be like one of those. We will be like... Uh, you're like a bonus round between yeah, yeah. categories yeah. and it'll be like four round of shots or a voucher or whatever just this one or what is it what are the what yeah, what the, uh, the ethnic geographics of fiji yeah, it's like, the demographics of fiji well, I'm, have... I'm trying i'm trying but every time i look at something i'm like that actually is interesting i, I, I can't find anything about fiji so that isn't interesting to me well, you, need, you, need <laughs> Adam, you need adam's critical eye for finding a shit fact okay sorry yeah. guys before we get serious again this excluding Fiji, do you think they deleted Fiji from the WhatsApp group? Do you think they removed Fiji? <laughs> there's like a world, there's like a world rugby without Fiji. <laughs> yeah. or, 
So do you, what do you think they did? What what tactic do you think they used to get out of to get rid of Fiji? There's a second. No, there definitely there's definitely a second WhatsApp group without Fiji. They just made a second WhatsApp. Yeah, group I, I would say a second WhatsApp Fiji group, yeah. and then the US, and then like like, how, like how we have that second without without Ant, that one. <laughs> the one without Adam. Oh, yeah, the, the one without Adam. The third one without Adam. <laughs> I think I think they I think they did that thing where they hit reply all and then they just delete one email address. Oh shit, yeah. Well, and then they and then they BCC in the US, so Fiji doesn't. Yes, eh? No. Yeah. Yeah. Or they got or they like they had a meeting and they told the US representative to show up. Yeah. You know, with a, like a wig on, looking like Fiji, well, and <laughs> and then they just like sort of eased them in, and then suddenly it was like, aha, it is I, the USA. <laughs> Who is and, that? Uh, and then we'll back, you were like, "Oh God damn it! Well, we've gone too far at this point. You just have to include you in the twelve, the twelve-year league." <laughs> Who was that? I remember with FIFA when old Seb was getting nailed by, and then they had that like that American informant, something lay. He had like a ridiculous, like the most ridiculous, like Todd Laser or something. And just. <laughs> And he just had like that shit, like IT guy side path here and a mustache. You're like, how is this the secret whistleblower? Like everyone, he has like the most obvious fucking name, and like he just looks like the guy to when shit goes down, he's taking everyone with him. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually like straight do... out of office, office, office space. Sorry, sorry, just, just one more thing, because obviously we don't like this. Sir Bill Beaumont, you know the chairman of World Rugby, yes. who's just been knighted. Chuck Blazer. Okay. When he was knighted. <laughs> well, when, when Sir Bill, when Bill Beaumont was knighted, there was a tweet which I liked, which you know it said like Sir Bill Beaumont like knighted. I'm like cool, someone from rugby being knowledge. I liked it, but now I unlike that tweet. But I can't <laughs> find that tweet to unlike. So, um, Sir, Sir Bill, if you know this and you like, oh, this is great. I've got seven thousand likes on my tweet. Deduct one. Deduct my life because you have not, I've revoked that life. Is he <laughs> okay. the one who's also been on Twitter all fucking week saying, "No, no, no, we've we've had extensive polls with the rugby watching community. They've all been keen on this, and everyone on Twitter's like, who, who, who did you speak to? Who's who was the, who are the, who is this rugby watching community that's into this?" Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no. It's... Uh, the crock of horse shit. Okay, so sorry. So, so we should we get back to exactly to breaking down exactly yeah, what we what we had about this? For once, we've actually prepared something, and now we're just chatting shit instead of saying it. No, but that's how we roll. <laughs> okay, so so far, okay. Number one, it excludes the, the tier two nations, um, and specifically the specific islands. The specific islands, specifically the specific yeah. islands. Um. So you know. World Rugby with, for the next 12 years without any of the top tier nations playing against Fiji, playing against Samoa, uh, playing against Tonga, playing against uh, who's, who else is not included? Georgia, Georgia thank you. Um, Georgia, like Canada, because Canada are as good as the USA. Canada, obviously Namibia, the the fourth Pacific island. Yeah, Brazil. Um, Brazil. In 12 years' time, in the 12 years, I could see them knocking. On. Yeah. If they carry on scrumming like they are at the moment, I can see them knocking yeah. on that door in 12 I mean, years. They they knock they they beat they beat the USA they beat in Canada yeah, yeah. so like, also, I'm, not, like I'm not saying that they will consistently beat them but I mean they yeah. they're showing potential look twelve years well, they is certainly fucking long I mean the 12, yeah they certainly can't consistently beat them if they never play them yeah and then who else um, 
Oh, like Hong Kong. I mean, I know that they're not really like Germany, a main player, but you know, I mean, they were Germany they were in the was, running for Rugby World Cup. So was Germany, and they also out of it yeah. for twelve years. No? You can, yeah, exactly. Twelve years is also an incredibly long time in sports. That's like, yeah. It's it's easily is, it's, it's yeah. minimum well, two it, generations it, of players. Realistic, realistically, there's not one. Maybe da- Damien Willems is still there for South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, but apart apart from that, I I can't see. Well, maybe five percent of the player base is retained. Uh, I'm 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 confident that Scott Bristol will, will still be knocking around at that point. Yeah, I think. But <laughs> then you'll be. Forty nine, hey? Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I, I back him. Like he, he, I don't think he's even he's even playing his best rugby yet. I don't think he's begun to peak yet. No, no. De- in, in, <laughs> in his second, yeah, in his second career, he's definitely not peaked yet. But I like to see, yeah. I like to see him in a building phase of his career. But okay, so I mean, this is the thing, right? Because it, it's not just that the for twelve years they've gotten together and formed a little like a cl- like a league that no one else is invited to because that's what the rugby championship it's, as it's well. A, it's that picture of like there's this thing. I, I can just see it. You know that meme of that like pillow fort that um, yeah. that's his face from Family Guys built, and it's just there, no tier yeah. two allowed instead of no girls allowed, and just yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the thing is, look, we we've had these these competitions for yonks. Like the Six Nations is exclusive, Tri Nations. Well, until Italy was, you know, added in reluctantly, it was the Five Nations. But yeah. you know, rugby championship or the Tri Nations, they're exclusive until someone kicks down the door and demands that they be allowed in, right? But what they've done here is, first of all, they've they've put a padlock on for the next 12 years. So they've made it clear no one is getting in for the next 12 years. Then we can maybe talk about it. Yeah. And, of course, we all know that at the end of 12 years, none of those teams that have been excluded will be at that standard because they haven't been playing against Tier 1 teams. Yeah. But also, like, th- it was fine when you had two months set aside for Six Nations and Rugby Championship. And then the rest of the year was like, cool, you can play against whoever you want. Okay. We all know that... Yeah, go on tour, you can have like a friendly against like the USA to make a bunch of money. You can have a, you can do the right thing and, and go to Suva and play against Fiji. Or South Africa can play against Namibia for a, a warm-up to Rugby World Cup game, which is what they tend to do, etc., um, etc. Et Having this like, this level of control over the entire rugby calendar doesn't just say Tier 2 nations aren't invited to our fun exclusive party. They're also saying like, you actually can't sit with us for the rest of the year either. Yeah. You guys need to come up with your own shit to play your own rugby. And world rugby has kind of like just washed its hands of you. Like we're abandoning tier two rugby to its own devices. And we'll see them once every four years for the World Cup and be like, oh, what have you guys been up to? How have you been doing? Oh, you're still shit. What a surprise. Also, you're filthy tier two nations and we didn't expect anything better of you. Because it's hilarious as well. Because, I mean, this is the same world rugby that's like, uh, we want to make... World Cup bigger and add more teams, but yeah. at the same time, those teams we're adding, we know we're making sure that they can't actually play anymore. Yeah, well, we we don't want, we don't want them to be successful. No, we, no, oh God, no, 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 no. That's not a, that's we just want them to pay their membership fees. Yeah, we want. That's me- what we mean about expanding. Yeah, oh God, yeah. This whole this whole thing just sounds like it's it sounds very corporate's the worst word, but yeah, it's so corporate driven. No, no, because it it's a it's a massive sort of. Boxed, and then you see everyone on Twitter like, I didn't exclude tier two nations. I didn't exclude tier two nations. Like, mm-hmm. well, someone fucking excluded these people. Like, okay, I'm gonna yeah. say this now. There's there is a report. Um, oh, what well, who's this? This is uh, 
journalist is, oh, I'm saying journalist, sports writer, Gregor Paul of the New Zealand Herald. He's <laughs> saying that he's found out that specifically on the idea of promotion and relegation in this World League, that the, the loudest voices against and basically the two teams that blocked promotion and relegation from being included in the World League are Scotland and Italy. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, right? Obviously, the two teams in the Northern yeah. Hemisphere who know that they would most probably, one of them are going to give up their spot at least yeah. once within the next 12 years. Yeah. Look, so, guys, when, when Sergio Parise retires, Italy are fucked. No, but to be fair, their teams aren't doing badly in Pro 14. Well, one of them isn't. Other one's doing okay. One's actually at the top of their log. I can see Italy losing to Georgia. Oh, 100%. The World like, Cup, I'm sure. Yeah, like it's consistent. Italy lost to Georgia. Yeah, they no, have, no, but... I know, but like, it's going to become a thing where they, like, they lose to Georgia. Yeah, there was another yeah, one. Yeah, like, like... It's going to like leapfrog them in the rankings and like consistently beat them. It's, it's coming. Because Georgia's on like a slow and steady upwards curve because they actually... Like they're playing a lot of really good rugby, and they've got a lot of individuals spread out across all the leagues who are actually being surprisingly effective. And then they come yeah, together they... for like a, a combined, you know, uniform national team. Italy are like a shit show. They're basically trying to follow the, like the same pattern that the U- that like England and Ireland uh, and France are following, except that they've got worse players. So you know, they they draft in guys like um, Ian McKinley and um, God, what's his name? That's the last the South African Yeah, whatever. So just yeah, but anyway, like they're like the leftovers, right? I mean, look, I like Ian McKinley's got a fantastic story, and I think I, I believe what I've read that he would have been a great rugby player if his career had gone a bit differently, and he certainly put no shame on himself the way he's performed for Italy. But you know, he's one guy, and he's also not world class or anything like that. Sergio Parisa is the only player in their team who's world class. I know they've got some handy young sort of Lucy's up and coming and that kind of stuff, but the reality is that they they scrape together their results where and when they can. They they don't they have not shown signs of upward progress, meaningful upward progress for me over the last let's say ten years, and that's like the, how long they've kind of been in the top flight. Whereas Georgia battling it out in the tier two. Or the second tier have like put together like a really gritty innings and are are doing really well. Like they're showing clear improvement, and it's just a matter of time before they overtake Italy consistently. I think. I so think- yeah, the whole thing's bullshit. Like I don't blame Italy. Like of course they're not going to vote for promotion relegation, but this is why you don't fucking put these things to a vote. Or like why should it be unanimous to that extent? Like yeah. make a good system and apply it to the fucking players. Right, it's like it's ridiculous, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think that the whole thing is is so rigged. Like, and it's so obviously rigged as well. Because what they're doing is they're securing a 12-year paycheck for teams from right at the top, New Zealand, all the way down to the bottom, Italy. And we know, I mean, how like, where's Italy in the in their IRB rankings or the World Rugby rankings? Something? Yeah, like what the fuck? Outside what are they doing of, in this? Outside this, of this twelve, team? let's say this. To be honest, they're outside of the top twelve. Exactly, and like it's just absolute bullshit. And they they're mugging the other teams for their cash and then giving it to these guys. Like it's fucking it's corruption. Yeah. So, so I know I banged on about corruption last week. I don't want to 
go down that road again. But okay. it just feels it's it's, it's, totally, it's totally rotten. Like it's uh, okay. yeah, it's some, it's some real buzzword. Yeah. Um, and then on top of this, on top of this, like we what well, we haven't even spoken about yet, but one of the main concerns that people have on Twitter is the fact that you're sending a clear message to young rugby players in places like Fiji and Tonga to say, don't stick around, yeah, don't play for the country. Because, don't, don't even... Yeah, like who are you going to play for? You're going to no, play don't, against don't, Fiji. You don't know, cap for your national side. Go to New yeah. Zealand, go to Australia, go to England, go to Italy. Like, yeah, it's, go anywhere else. It's... You're just mugging them of all their players. Yeah. Um, So, let's say one of the results of this is the Pacific Island Players Welfare Association, and there's another one. There are two associations, basically basically who look after the Pacific Islanders. They're led by ex-players and things like that. Essentially, unions for the guys in Europe and all that. And they're calling for the Pacific Island nations to boycott the World Cup later this year. Yeah, I would I would support that boycott. I think yeah. I think yeah, well, I think there are very few people who think that that boycott is unfair and it probably is a good idea, if, especially if nothing changes now in the next month or two. No, no, but it, it does seem like world rugby have are uh, backtracking now. Oh yeah, they've been. Like I, I think they. I think they have to. Yeah. Yeah, well, they they have to because I think they're going to be stoned on the street if they don't. Yeah. Um. Just just another thing. Moving on. One of the things a lot of the players were complaining about. They were just saying their their workload just becomes ridiculous because mm. now they playing whatever it is like, say ten high level test matches every year plus all their club commitments plus all their training, and. We were theorizing, quite a few other people have said that this is going to lead to a lot of players retiring internationally. Yeah, I think so. But then yeah. carrying on playing for their club or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. club is actually where you're earning your, your sort of your salary. Yeah. Mm. Look, Nadolo is the first, sort of, Nadolo is mm. like a trendsetter in that he's managed to do this two months before the World League kicked off yeah. and became a thing and actually sh- showed us what the world would look like next year. Yeah. And that's also, no, I mean, but, but, as, as a Fijian, he was already, like, in a position where he 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 was playing, like, the odd match for Fiji against, like, pretty uninspiring opposition. And, like, doing still pretty well. Like, we had, what, who did they beat? France, the uh, Fiji-France. Yeah, Fiji-France, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't in that game, but they had guys like Semi Rodrada and uh, Nakarawa. Um, and so, you know, those guys, like, that's what was keeping them going games like that where you can get one over a tier one nation and give them the big fuck you yeah. now they're gonna be like well fuck it what do i care about like what am i gonna do play against namibia once in, in a while like it's not worth it like why make yourself available for the fijian national team once you've already been capped for them if you know that you're never gonna get a, a good quality test match for the rest of your career yeah. so like pretty much every fijian will will ditch them um either for a tier one nation or just to for club rugby uh, so yeah, it, yeah. it really is like sounding the death knell for for those teams no, and just forcing those players into club club structures, which is which is the opposite of what we want. Like, I don't I don't want foot I don't want rugby to to tend towards football's model where <clears throat> where club rugby is the pinnacle and like, international yeah, the, the bread and butter of of what you what makes you passionate, 
and then every night every four years you get excited about your national team or like you know if it's if you're in euros or afcon or something like that fair enough but really what matters to you is like what club does he play for and i support this club and whoever signs for this club that's the exact opposite of what i want in rugby because i don't want to show up at newlands and cheer on a team of pacific islanders frenchmen japanese players just because they're wearing blue and white stripes like that's not what gets me going I want to go there. And you, see Alex, Alex, you, you wish they were wearing blue and white stripes. Yeah, fuck God, that would actually <laughs> at, 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 at that point I'd probably I'd settle for that over the status quo. Now that I think about it. But I don't care who it is, as long as they're wearing blue and white stripes, I'll back <laughs> Yeah, <you>. exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So you know, I, I'd rather see Stormers come bottom of the log with a team made up of, at the very least, local like South Africans. Yes. But Preferably guys from, you know, Southwest districts and Paul and Cape Town and the Windlands or whatever. Like, you know, just like you like fuck it. We we struggle, but it's us. You know, this is our rugby identity at least. Otherwise, what are you paying money for? Like, who are you identifying with? It's you know so, and that's what happens when club rugby overtakes national rugby. And there's obviously signs of it in the north already. But this this kind of thing, I think, will just put a nail in the coffin. So I really hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. And anyway. I think what else is there left to say on this? What else? Also, oh, fuck it's... Six Nations. How much rugby championship have to endure the USA and Japan? And Six Nations are unwilling to compromise one single bit. Where we all know Italy is a fucking passenger and Scotland is essentially a fucking passenger. And the greatest fucking rugby championship in the world where basically, you know, the, the, the tournament can be decided three games in. That is horseshit. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then also just one thing. Um, so we get the next British and Irish Lions tour, obviously. But where the fuck do you squeeze that in if there's a World League to play as well? Mm. So either that, so they just that tour doing has, away with it. Either you do away with it, but you can't because that makes <laughs> so much fucking money. So you have probably to probably yeah. want that the best in rugby that British and Irish Lions tour. So you have to do it in a World Cup year because that because there's no World League in a World Cup year. So you have yeah. to do the tour in a World Cup here, but then who's wanting to put their players? <laughs> I coming in June. Yeah. We we not ready for this, guys. We are not ready. Yeah. So who's who wants to do that? Who wants to play that tour in June and then September? You've got to go off to play World Cup. Well, you can't because there's no way the because na- the the Lions whatever the home. Na- they wouldn't allow all their players to go play together, and then now they must be separate. No, it won't work. Exactly. So yeah, that's hopefully one of the one of the sort of key sort of things that might actually end up blocking the world league from happening. Sort of just outside mm-hmm. the box is that the revenue stream from the Lions tours is just too good to give up on for world rugby that hopefully that adds that sort of causes them to double think world league because there is no room in the calendar for a lions tour and a world league yeah. mm-hmm. okay so, all right so no. i think we've we've beaten this to death i'm sure anton's like eight eight paragraphs for us on this no, the there's a lot to be said there are yeah. so there are so few positives for this competition yeah, the, uh, the only positive is like if you're New Zealand because then you get to say once a year, ah, oh, look, we've won something extra. 
Yeah, it's, it's nice for New Zealand to get another trophy. Eh? Yeah, I mean, fuck. We're actually saying that New Zealand rugby hasn't taken the hasn't been striding forward at the start of the Super Rugby. Let's say that. Mm. Uh, okay, so anyway, all right. Well, let's get into uh, what have we got anything else stepped on the news? Uh, yes, um, uh, the... I think we should Ben, you and I should set, step back and give Adam uh, yeah. Alex Alex twenty minutes twenty minutes to talk about this breaking news. How did you feel waking up to this news this morning? Which news? What are we on? Uh, John Dobson is to be the uh, coach for the 2020 uh, Super Rugby uh, season. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. Uh. I love it. Flecky's, Flecky manages to win a game in fucking Durban. The next one is huge yeah. breaks. Ah, oh, you don't have a job next year. I would love to know what his KPIs were that led to him being fired after winning two games in a row. Especially maybe fired two maybe. Games, winning two games in a row after beating but, but, uh, after beating the team that arguably has <laughs> drum is the only team to have drummed the Sunwolves so far. So I'm, yeah, but like I just I don't know what the fuck. Then I picked up the phone and we're like, God damn it, Fleck, that wasn't the deal. You like you were supposed to come last last Flecky, to the conference. You're supposed what to burn out. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think maybe after the Bulls they actually just said to Fleck? Listen, you can sit in the coach's box and draw your salary, but Dobson does everything for this team. I hope yeah. so. I, I hope Dobson like, 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 you, like you, know, you know his little mic thing in the box? It's yeah. actually not connected to the bench or whatever. It's actually connected to Dobson. And well, he's that would, just like... That would explain why he always looks so fucking... like puppet. Yeah, that explains why he looks so gormless every time the camera goes to him. He doesn't seem to know what's going on. He's not watching the game. Like, is oh. Fleck actually at the box? Because, I mean, we get a feed of the box, but you can't see the field yeah. from that feed. So is Fleck just yeah. like in, a, in like a shipping container, just somewhere like in Mowbray, <laughs> yeah. just quietly sitting there? <laughs> it's like okay, a model to me, look like. Got me. I've, I've got Robbie Fleck locked up in my garage. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. He's, um, he's yeah, watching look, it's, it's it's massive massive news like i the context is obviously bizarre but um <laughs> i don't know like it it must have been something that was being negotiated i guess um either i mean it's, it's still weird timing because either you either you you lose 43 to the bulls and you just announce monday morning oh, robbie fleck is fired with immediate effect um, and I think that would have been the right thing to do. Obviously, in hindsight, I'm wrong because they won but two games. But like, I think I think it's you know, like you after a first game like that. Like I know it's like a knee jerk reaction and like don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. But it's not the it's not just the first week of the season. It's, it's the like that season. It was exactly yeah, it's the, the latest season. Yeah, it's the latest game in the last three or four seasons, or whatever. So he's been shit. And I think it would have been great if they'd come out with a statement on Monday morning after that loss and said, Robbie Fleck is fired with immediate effect, and we're bringing in John Dobson as caretaker coach. He's got a one-year season. He's got a, a contract to the end of the season. We're giving him, you know, quite a generous, um, like, performance metric yeah. for the season, i.e. don't come last in the conference. Yeah. And then if he can meet that, then we'll, we'll appoint him permanently for next year. It's weird to, like, let it drag on for another two weeks, which turn out to be then successful weeks. And then announce it. So either the decision was taken before these two games. They haven't announced it yet. This is just has leaked. Uh, they're supposed to be announcing it only on Tuesday. So maybe it was always. Well, the I, I think maybe it's it a. Was... I think it's a. 
it's a deliberate leak. To see the, it's one of these things where you leak it, you gauge public opinion, and then you make a call. And if we are public opinion, bye-bye, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say just this, up. though. Remember after that bull's loss, I said Robbie said on, in an interview that, look, he, he knows he's only coaching till October. So maybe I think Province have told him told him after the Bulls game already that yeah, and they've just managed to keep it quiet until now. Maybe. But I, I would I would say logically, his his sort of credibility is gone now. Like he should already be taking a step back and letting Dobson take over, which yeah. I think he might have been. Doing, hence the good result. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think I think that probably you're right that this is a bit of a leak because uh, my feeling is that. It was already decided, which is why, which is probably why John Dobson stuck around for so long. Because a lot of people have been saying, "Why is, why is Dobson there? still here? Like he's wasting his potential." Yeah, yeah, and like it, it, it makes sense if they said to him, "Look, John, just hold on till the end of 2019, and then you're the guy. You can step in, and you got a five-year contract after that." That that's the kind of thing that would keep him around. Um, but now, obviously, after they've suddenly toppled the top two teams in the conference. Um, well, actually, I suppose that's not true because the Bulls are the top team. But now they're maybe like having second thoughts. That's why they might have uh, leaked it intentionally to be like, let's see what people say. If public opinion has has turned, which is, as we know, it is want to do. And people now suddenly say, oh, but Flick's amazing. We beat the Sharks. We beat the Lions. Why would we get rid of Flick now? Then they'll try and pull the plug on the Dobson deal, which is exactly the kind of thing fucking Western Province would do. They're such weather vans. Yeah. So I'm hoping that everyone on social media is like, Good, you know, nice that Robbie Fleck got to have a nice uh, couple of matches before Four he goes. Years. But fuck him. He needs to fuck off now, and it's John Dobson's time. Because that really needs to happen. Like, that's a key component of the rejuvenation of what is historically South Africa's most successful union. Um, not in Super Rugby, but just over- overall. So, yeah, it's it's vitally important that... that they stick to the script and do actually get rid of Robbie Fleck at the end of the season. And I'm very, very happy with that. I think, yeah, that's fact, a... I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm naked right now. Okay. Do you want an early morning? <laughs> is it time for an early morning beer? Uh, yeah, if that's a euphemism, then fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> perfect. And then one more piece of news. Um, Sharks players sign for other Sharks teams. I think Sale Sharks have gone shopping for and just signed every Natal Shark that they can try and get their hands on. So earlier in the week, Acker and Rob confirmed that they were going. And I see this morning there's breaking news. I think it was Ben who shared the link. Jean-Luc and Dan are also joining Rob. Are confirmed to now be joining Rob. Because I know earlier in the week they were speculative. So now they confirmed as well. Is this just a lack of creativity on their side? I think it is. Uh, look, you know what it is? It's, it's, I think it's, I think they it's, don't seem like they're the most creative guys. They all have no, the same I haircut. Know, I guess Rob is in the start. I'm going to tell you the, this now. The thinker you know, this, this, the is personality. Inc- this is incredibly creative yeah. by the sales sharks. Because who have we always said is the most sort of pa- like passionate and like patriotic South African franchise fan base? The ones who are most optimistic about their players and follow their players even after they leave. It's the yeah. Sharks. Yeah, the Sharks. So the Sharks... So you're saying so the, they, they're, buying, they're buying fans. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Ashley Marks is going to have a sale fucking profile picture <laughs> in two years' time. I'm calling it fucking now. Oh, wow. 
That's huge. That's, I think you're right. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, the, the Sharks, I don't, this was a few years ago, but they were the most supported club in rugby, yeah. the, the Durban Sharks. Yeah, they, they, were, they were, like, well, in effect, like seven. the Man United of rugby. Yeah, but now Sales, this is a genius move from Sales. Really uh, you know what? I'm quite happy for this to happen. Yeah. They, they, can, they can take them. Please keep, please keep them. Yeah, because it's taking... So, who's going to be fly-off next year for the Sharks, out of curiosity? Well, Bosch, presumably. Uh, uh, I don't Bosch know. Bosch if I was there, my... Yeah, Bosch... Yeah, bring... No. Bosch, Bosch will know, probably be the front-runner, but if I was there, I'd be on the lookout for... Someone fresh and new, rather. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd be trying... I'd be working very hard to get, like, Gianni Lombard or Money Lebok. Ooh, Money Libok's actually not a bad shot. Yeah, Libok's one of those good. young guys, or even like, even a bit of a, a bit more of a journeyman kind of guy like Lionel Crinia or no, Josh. No, no, like no, 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 look, don't, don't, don't give them that idea, because the last thing I want to do <laughs> is have to like, ah, the Sharks have a good fly off. And Ant is the only Sharks fan who listens to the podcast. The rest of them think that they know everything already. Mm. Yeah, true. And, 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 too all, much and, of an, and, and too much of an analyst to pass up on a data source. Yeah, but all he does is complain that we get it all wrong about the sharks anyway. Yeah, that's his analyst <laughs> side. Yeah. Yeah, can, I, can, I just, can I just say, the, the best signing out of those is Akka. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I agree. Even, well, because like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they realize how good Akka is and how good he'll be in yeah. Northern Hemisphere conditions. Uh, as well. Yeah, because I mean, like, Northern Hemisphere yeah. won't be able to cope with... Uh, like a Jack or no, he's not a Jack Ross because it's more like a Staffy, but like a Staffy yeah. of, of a hooker. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they've he, got the he's slope. got such a low center of gravity that like he'll be, he'll just be skidding around on that wet on that wet grass. Like he, he just doesn't fall over. He's like one of those punching dummies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wait, oh, speaking of which, which is why I thought it was very harsh that he was penalized for being off his feet at the breakdown at that one point because uh-huh. I thought his his hips were pretty square with his feet. Yeah. And like it, it didn't look like he kind of took <coughs> forward on elbows briefly. Yeah. So maybe there's an argument to be made, but like once they kind of pushed him, he was state like his his base was quite stable. So I thought yeah. he, I thought he was supporting his own body weight. Like I, I it looked think, like it looked like he was leaning, but if they took away the players underneath him, he would still be standing. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think the rugby team looked very badly this whole competition. Oh God. Yeah. Well, we... What's yeah? What's new in rugby? Um, should we maybe then with that talk about the rugby? Yeah, is that yeah. the news? I think yeah, that's it for the news. We just had the the big world. I think there's not much that happened this week. Couple of signing um, world league. Oh, then maybe mo- we should maybe just uh, yeah. I think this is mentioned. Yeah, so there's um with former or oh, uh, shit to call him former current Blues prop uh, Matt, uh Mike. Tamo- oh no, God, you're going to have to say this one for me, Alex. Tamoita. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Michael Tamoita. Yeah, Tamoita. Michael Tamoita passed away, and yeah, there's nothing really being released. We're not really in the mood to speculate why, so yeah. I think it's just safe to say that, yeah, those are, everyone just, in the elite yeah. rugby banter universe <clears throat> send all their good vibes and that to his family and friends. Yeah, it's very sad. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but... It's still, it's just very sad. Yeah, and then yeah, then there's also the news. Yeah, I think we can just skip all that. And yeah, just Dan Carter as well, just more speculation why why he does not allow to play in France. 
medically unfit. Maybe he's just too good at rugby. That's why they're like, ah, medically he can't play. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the Super Rugby. Um, where's the f- what was the first game this weekend? Hurricanes Brumbies. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I missed this yeah, one. Hurricanes Brumbies. Yeah, I missed this one because I was lost in town, but <laughs> and and ended up walking twenty k's out of my way somehow, according to my mate's Fitbit, <laughs> because I didn't want to walk over a hill, so I think I played myself. <laughs> um, um, has anyone yeah, got okay. thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, the Hurricanes looked like back to their best. It's they. Yeah, the the Zephyrs of weeks one and two are, are now I think officially gone. Uh, they're welcomed back. Obviously, Bowden Barrett fresh of his honeymoon. Um, clearly, he had a bit of energy left over because he was looking pretty good. TJ Perinara back in the starting jersey. Um, he was phenomenal. I think he uh, like the headlines were all about Nani Lama his hat trick, but TJ Perinara was probably the man of the match. Um, Dane Coles, he's back. He looks like. Dan Coles from 2015 all over again. Um, he was yeah he was in rare form, and then obviously Adi Sevier, who I oh got like Adi Sevier is one of oh, a kind. He was a monster. Yeah, he's crazy. And uh, Duplessis Karifi was pretty good. He looked like he he, he was a he's a, I think he might be a confirmed pod listener after this week because he looked like he's had his he's had some rage classes and he was still pretty aggressive and i think the ref even told no, him but, no, but to I, I feel he was he was cutting an appropriate he was cutting an appropriate line mm-hmm. eh? yeah no i think it was fine and uh yeah nani lamapi just doing nani lamapi things fucking brambies i don't know i don't know if they thought they could tackle him but they obviously can't <laughs> uh <laughs> classic, do you know what the funniest classic thing classic best type okay. five in australia <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. One. Um. Yeah. Fuck Nani Lamapi because this week I was against him. He is owned by Alex, and I think it, he's probably single-handedly taken me down, so which I'm did. not super. But also, he doesn't even like acknowledge tacklers. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, he's just he's just like I'm going over there, and then like <laughs> yeah. they just you know they, they tacklers come, they try, they go yeah. like. But that, yeah, because his, his, it's like his it's his like first... a follow through. Yeah. Like you know when you you're hitting you're like you're hitting a, a, t- a cricket ball or tennis ball or something, and your coach is like, "Don't hit the ball, hit through the ball." Yeah. And then you hit it properly, you know. Like, and most people when they see a tackler coming, they're like brace for impact. They're like, "Okay, let me try and win this collision with the tackler." Nani Lamapi is like, "I'm running the next ten meters." That's the amount of energy I'm putting into each moment is to carry me ten more meters forward. Even if the moment is uh, an immediate collision, yeah. so the tackler is arriving with like, I'm going to bring the the necessary force to stop this man right here, and Nani Lamapi is like, well, I'm bringing the necessary force to run another ten meters. So, you tell me, bro, and like, it just it's just never enough. Like they just can't stop him. So he's like the Pacific <laughs> no, Island juggernaut. His, yeah. His first try, I don't think he even realized someone was coming to tackle him. No. <laughs> Because, you know, he, he was actually, he got the pass. And then I, he was, like, looking at the guy who gave him the pass. And if you say, oh, cheers, mate. I'll take this free run into the try line. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't actually a free run into the try line. But then Chance Penny just bounced off him. <laughs> so it was a free run. And then his second try, where, um, who gave that great pass? Perinara? 
Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think no, no, wait, yeah. it was... Might have been Paranoia. He did a lot of great things. Yeah. And then, same thing. My people, and then, even... Because where did... He was probably about 15 meters from the trial line when he caught it. Yeah. And then I was like... Because I didn't want Lamapi to score, obviously. Yes. Because I, yes. I was hoping he would give a breakdown and Proctor would score. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just, just offload. So I was like... Oh, uh, then I was like, oh, it's fine. They're actually, they're too, they're too, yeah. I mean, across. surely they should be able to stop. <laughs> no, because no. it was fucking top banks and whoever, who's the reserve <laughs> scrub for the Brumbies? Uh, Lucas. This is yeah, one of the Lucas. Because honestly, they just, like, I don't, they didn't even fucking slow him down. Speaking, <laughs> of, uh, speaking of Matt Lucas, I watched uh, Polar last night with uh, Mickelson. And that's and Matt Lucas is actually pretty good in that as well. Different Matt Lucas though. Uh, just you mean Alope- alopecia Matt Lucas? Yeah, alopecia Matt Lucas. Uh, Little Britain Matt Lucas. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, no, he's uh, no, he's not Little Britain Matt Lucas. But you watch, watch it for Mickelson. Watch watch it for Mickelson playing John Wick okay. essentially. Uh, okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like yeah, I think the Hurricanes are back put it that way yes okay and then from the hurricanes being back to the highlanders being clinical and going down 24 19 <laughs> to the rebels in melbourne yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah the highlanders yeah i i don't know like they it was a weird week for the highlanders because they were resting a few guys they were resting White ben smith and smith. yeah Ben Smith, uh, like Tavita Lee, Whitelock, um, yeah, Aaron Smith, Whitelock, Coltman, yeah. Um, so that's like quite a like that's kind of their whole leadership core. Yeah. Like um, their oldest head on the field was like Naholo out at four, fourteen. How the fuck is he yeah, supposed to marshal like, anything from fourteen? Yeah, he's not like a major tactician. Yeah. No, he's a. I like, don't. I want to find. I think that's why he never got the ball. He kept his, he spent most of the game just thinking of what he was going to do, what the rest of the yeah, team I think, was supposed to I do. Thought, also, he's just used to assuming like the, the people on the field are smart enough to give him the ball. Yeah, and so not, that, he doesn't need. That to, was the case. I think Naholo's never had to call for it once in his life. And then yeah. This weekend, he's just like by about after about sixty minutes, he worked out that shit. I actually have to shout mine or something to get the ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, um, yeah, I don't think the New Zealand teams have managed this. Um, no, no, they've all realized far too late that they're rest. Why things very well, eh? Because uh, 180 uh, minutes is, is basically 60 minutes a game. Yeah, they they could yeah. have subbed guys. Um, they could have. They should have been yeah, so subbing guys. It's not actually. But then they all got themselves into situations where they're like, "Well, what's the point of flying? You know, flying a guy over to play 40 minutes?" Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's what happened with with the Blues. I mean, we'll get there, but they they made the call to start uh, Rico and Tui Pilatu. Yeah. But then but halfway, the and then Tui Pilatu in the All Black camp. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And he's, I suppose, but, he's in that. They've yeah, got like a, actually, yeah, they've got like a fifty wide got... squad. Never mind. They've mm. got a squad of fifty, as we saw in November last year. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but it was just badly managed because what they could have done instead is, you know, the Sharks was a lost cause. I don't know why they kept Rico on. Yeah. So this this is another thing, right? Because they, they then showed up and they flew, first of all, they flew Rico and Tupelo all the way to Argentina. 
which that's their first mistake. Like, should he just send them back after the Sharks game? They tore my and... because they're not going to enjoy that flight. <laughs> yeah, but just be like, look, you guys can go home now. They have business class, eh? I don't know. No, I think they fly. I don't think uh, they have that much I fly, money. I think they fly premium eco- uh, economy premium. Yeah. I think I think the uh, the, the, the crusade the crusaders fly business class. I don't think. Like, I don't think they do think fly they the extra, like three hundred rand to get the you know the the front seats or the seats by the exits and stuff. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they have to fly across like four different planes just to make sure that everyone gets those seats. Except the scrum off, so they small. Oh, to it, must, it must be a chore because you know there's some seats at the front that have good leg room, and then there's the the wing exit seats, obviously. Yeah. But but do you think they would all be yelling to each other the whole time? <laughs> hey Rico, hey what's <laughs> how are you hey, going? What are you what a chip? What are you watching then? What are you watching? You watch him get out. <laughs> I watch get out. I'm playing <laughs> Super Mario. Oh, what level are you on? Oh, that's mint, bro. That's mint. Have you been watching the rest of Milani Nana? And he's watching a really good film, but I don't know which film it is. Do you guys know which film he's watching? Uh, I just imagine uh, Big Carl just sits down, puts on like one of the, the, like he just puts on a album, like just one music album, puts on his earphones, and that's him for the 12 hours. It's just one fucking CD looping, and he just nods off. He just like boots down for like 12 hours. Yeah, and then wakes as, up every time the every time the food card come, comes past. Yeah, like they, they just put it. In, no, <laughs> he doesn't even wake up. They just the airstress just puts it in front of him, and comes back like 15 minutes later, and the tray is clean. So she's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. throws it away. His, his moustache just goes down his body like a caterpillar, yeah. and just slowly brings him up like bit by bit while he's sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, can I can I just apologize to Nicole? For my hate crime level New Zealand accent. Uh, yeah, it's Nicola. I thought it was, be- it was, it was better than Adam's Irish accent. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Nicola. So, sorry, Nicola. I apologize. I'm aware not all New Zealanders or probably not any New Zealanders sound like that. That's okay. But I, I, I think my up. sister Nicole will also not take the apology for some reason. She'll also accept it. Uh, Is yeah. she looking at the prison map? Um, Is she still no, in prison? No, she's, not, she's out of prison. She's working in the oh, she's working in clinics in Timberlake now, so she's reformed and she's welcome back to society. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I think yeah, I don't think there's much analysis on this Rebels uh, Islanders game. Yeah, just yeah. Um, that that's what it uh, like. Uh, sorry, I know we straight into the Blues game. Yeah, but, so, yeah, they didn't have like the right people on the field, and then like they took Josh Ioanni, who I thought had a really good first two weeks at fly half. They moved him to full back and then played Bryn Gatlin at 10, which I God, think was a mistake. Was so stupid. Could they not have... Yeah, Gat- can Gatlin not, not just play 15? How much better... How, how, do you think that game would have been better had Gatlin started My Kai guy, that, uh, you know, the, the fastest white person who's ever walked this earth or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he's a 15. Oh, well then, fuck. Yeah, they, they, they should have played him. So they played two players out of position instead of playing one player out of position. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, which they, they, should, they should have just played the the white uh, Carl Lewis at fullback. I think that would have been much better. Yeah, yeah. And no one. Uh, anyway, so like that's what let's, that's what yeah. let them down. I thought for, uh, uh, Shannon Frizzol was still really good. Yeah, his try but, was uh, actually really good. I saw this game. He's yeah, tri- I liked. But I, I I I seriously wonder how much rugby he's going to play once uh, like Liam Squire's back. That's a, it's weird. Like because I mean this is the same thing that happened last year. Frizzol yeah. scored a fucking hat trick and then wasn't even on the bench the next game. Yeah. Like the Highlanders have like a weird like not performance based picking policy. Yeah. No, but they they do they have because they have sort of 
six loose forwards that are all of kind of the same quality. Because yeah. it's like Squire, Frizzell, Whitelock, um, Dixon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hunt. Oh, like Dylan, Dylan Hunt and James Lynch. He's both Hunt, pretty good um, open siders. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, and they just seem to constantly rotate those guys. And based on kind of uh, no system I've been able to kind of discern. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe it's but, uh, okay. I've so just actually, let's, you know let's talk is... about the rebels quickly before we move yeah, on because they were pretty good. Yeah, we've said nothing about the rebels who have, as as the draft group said, the most matte center <laughs> scoring tries. <laughs> He's... You know, I'm sorry. I'm English is the most matte fantasy center. Are you going to pick him up now? No, I'm not going to pick him up now. I had him last year for I think like four weeks. <laughs> and he did the same thing for me the first week I had him he scored two tries and then yeah. they put him on the wing and he just scored like five points for the next three games oh, what? What? That's, that's, that's classic Australian rugby just play yeah. a player out of position and then wonder why he's playing he was, shit. and he was captain as well of the Rebels last year just if anyone cares yeah Tom English uh, do you, know who, do you know who was properly cuck for the Rebels was Corabetti? Yes. Classic. No, no, no. But makes another knock on Dickhead. Actually, I don't know if he's a Dickhead. To be honest, he might be a I'm really sure nice guy. Really, but he's not. That, maybe that's why, he, like, the commentators always like he sends commentators like gift baskets or like buys them around. <laughs> and shit. Like he's I, just a good oak. He's like I'm he's sure like, he is because I mean he's he's Fijian, right? I think so. Yeah. I, and it, like it's it, they have legislation that says you have to be nice if you're from Fiji. Yeah, you just got to be a gift oak. Yeah, so he's he's definitely a nice guy, but like the the problem is not just that that Korobiti's bad, and he is bad. He's probably the worst. Actually, no, Piwa Janchi was worse. Was worse. Oh my but, god! But like is one. Of, he's one of the worst. I would say like outside backs, probably like out of the starting teams this week, I would have taken pretty much any other outside back ahead of him for the Rebels, and I would take almost any of them ahead of him for the Wallabies as well. But the problem isn't that he's bad, because everyone's allowed to be bad. The problem is that the, the fucking Australian media... Love him and I just, so Like, the, the commentators, social media, everyone on Twitter, and fucking the print media as well, they will bend over backwards to say something good about him. They completely ignore whatever is in front of their face. They, like, he will catch, catch the ball with an open field in front of him, and then somehow end up either getting tackled on his inside... Or just running in, like he literally. I've seen him run just straight into touch, what was without it? anyone um, being close. Or he'll just drop the ball cold, or he'll, or he'll just be like caught by someone slow. He does nothing good ever, and they'll be like, "Oh, Karabidi, ah, oh, well, you know, he almost got away there." And you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? He didn't do anything. He never does anything." Like, and someone described it best on Twitter. He's the poor man's Nairo Avaro. Like, he literally <laughs> is a one trick. He's a one trick pony. And he doesn't even know how to do that trick properly. Yeah. He's so fucking overrated. I cannot stand the amount of plaudits that he gets from just, I don't know what the fuck is up with the Australians. But like, they just, like, as far as they're concerned, everything he does is amazing. But as far as I'm concerned, everything he touches turns to shit. He's terrible. He's like the reverse Midas. Yeah. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm done on it. Yeah, um, Coop. I didn't think Kenya was great. Yeah, uh, one or two. He was, moments, he was okay. Like he was his usual. It was like Kenya a mid-level soccer. Kenya performance, wasn't it? Yeah, no, he did make a lot of mistakes. Think, like he was. Looking... I think he lost a bit of pace as well, and I think his pace was very vital to the way 
like that that one element of the game, you know, like as an attacking threat. Mm. Yeah, maybe. You like sniping and stuff. Um, Quaid, you know, was Quaid. Yeah, Quaid was yeah. like very. But to be fair, Quaid um, only what's the wind blowing badly there? I didn't listen because Quaid only made like half his kicks by the looks of it. He's not. Um, he's, a, he's never been a good goal kicker though. True. Yeah. Um, Jack Maddox again. Yeah, I know, yeah. like, I'll sing his praises, but good another good game from him, eh? Yeah. Yeah. No, but he looks. He's got. He's got a good head. Like, yeah. He's not. A, he's not like a, a specimen or whatever. But he seems fit and fast enough. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah he's, I, like, I, I like him. He he's quite similar in, for me to like Jordan Pattaya. Like, he like, like you say, he's not a specimen. Like, he's not like both knows, like a beast. Yeah. He knows but he's, he's you know, he's a, he is athletic. Like, he's a fast guy. He's agile. And the main thing is that he's got a head for sport. Like, he understands space. He's obviously, we've spoken about how he's like a really gifted cricketer. And I think having a background in, in another sport that requires a little bit more sort of hand-eye coordination and like awareness of what's happening around you really complements rugby. And I'd, I'd like to see him actually get a bit more game time at fullback once Dan Petty moves on after mm. the season, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because uh, I, think, I think he'd do great work getting the ball in a situation where he's got options to the left and to the right of him. Because at the moment, yeah, obviously, I mean- the right. On the right wing, like a like a second receiver now and then as well, which I think would Absolutely, also be good. Yeah, yeah, no, he's really yeah. good. Uh, yeah, and then I um, I see was good. Matt Phillip was good. Um, Rangi had another good game. Rangi, yeah, he wasn't as angry as he was last week, but he was still pretty good. Mm, he had a good game. Um, right. Angry Rangi, <laughs> but yeah, that was it. Oh, oh, do you reckon he might be there and there about for Wallaby selection? Well, if you well, lose, yeah, last year they they yeah, brought back be. like um, Tatafu Pilata now and like oh, Tolly Lati got suspended <laughs> okay, this week. We, we talked about that. It's not that big big of a deal, but Tolly Lati suspended for a few weeks, and people were saying, "Oh, this is a shame. Like it's going to put a dent in his Wallabies chances." I'm sorry, but if Tolly Lati is like in the conversation for Wallabies, then Anuru Rangri surely has to be, yeah, because he's just as good, if not better, than Tolly Lati. Mm, no, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, moving, on. moving on, I think what we're going to call Riz, I, I, I won't call it game of the weekend, but definitely result of the weekend. Okay. I think that's fair. Sunwolves, smashing, I think, by 15 points counts as a smash, smashing the Chiefs at home, or at in New Zealand, rather. 15-30. Mm. Yeah. They fucked them up. Yeah. The Chiefs were terrible. I only watched um, like some of the second half, so you guys can maybe balance me. But yeah, the Chiefs were terrible. The every Chiefs, every one of them was terrible. No Chiefs, one looked good. I don't know if the Chiefs just. I think I don't know if the Chiefs' clocks were like two hours behind or something. So like the 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 game came as a surprise to them. You know, like they're still getting ready to warm up and shit. And then like someone in the management box like, no no no, you guys overslept. Daylight savings or something. Because <laughs> fuck, they looked like their heads weren't in the game. At all, yeah. Like it was yeah. just not that. Like I don't know. It's like it's almost like what we were bitching about the Sunwolves in their first game against the Sharks, where it, it almost looked like you know like that preseason game where like no one's no, no one knows what where everyone's supposed to be in the game and that. Yeah. yeah. Can I um? So, so I, I I was playing golf while this was happening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so the guy I'm playing golf with, my mate, he gets a message from his brother who says, are you watching the rugby? You know, like, 
So we're like, what's going on? So I get my phone. Like I wasn't like watching my phone, obviously. And then um, we read it and we like, fuck, uh, was probably at about 60 minutes or 65 uh, or something. It was in Sun Wolf's 30. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and then, then my mate's like, no, listen, New Zealand team, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll score three. They, they, yeah, the, he says he'll still back the Chiefs. I'm like, okay. Yeah, last 20 minutes. Play a hole. Yeah. yeah, play a hole. Play another hole. Check my phone. Sun Wolves fucking win. I'm like, <laughs> I lose it, okay? Like, I'm for <laughs> the Sun Wolves. Um, tee up my drive on the par five. Fucking put it into some guy's villa, like into a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, oh, fuck. So now, you know, like obviously three off the tee, not great. Um, oh. <laughs> reload, put another ball up. Basically follows the second ball just also into this guy's swimming pool. <laughs> and then so I had, I had like had like three holes left and I didn't even finish all three of those holes because I just had like this massive adrenaline like rush. <laughs> and you can't play golf when you come. So yeah, it was ben, just ben, haven't, you, haven't you been told you're not supposed to drive angry? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't angry. I, I don't know what like I was just like, I just had like a testosterone boost or whatever and it just Honestly, like I was playing, ben, like I think st- I'd lost one. Ben, Ben, did you start I think I'd a little? I lost five balls in my last three holes. No. Did you and start a little out of curiosity? I took quite a good round yeah. of golf, and it just completely derailed me, the Sudwell's victory. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Okay, good. Because yeah, I think but you did. I, I, had a, I had a similar situation because we, we left to go hiking um, quite early <laughs> in the morning, so I, was, I wasn't going to be able to watch any of the games. We got to the hiking spot, and it was pissing with rain. So we were like, fuck it, let's go back to like a cafe we saw down the road and have a cup of coffee and some breakfast while we wait for the rain to clear. So we went back and it just happened to be like around about the time of the second half. Yeah. So we're sitting there, you know, getting our breakfast. I took up my phone and, and started watching the rugby and I was like, Jesus. So like at that point, it was still fairly even. Like it was just after half time, So it was like 16. Yeah, there was like a point difference at halftime. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But just watching the game, I was like, Jesus, these guys are getting smashed. Like, I thought like um, Uwe Helu was playing really well. Gerard van der obviously had a fantastic yeah. game. Mia no, Kulpa, I there's, there's another um, one. Um, Yamash- fuck, Yamashita, Yamashita. Had the prop. Yeah. Had, they have the best little move with him. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> and he gets like 30 yeah. meters off it where like he stands off the fly off and the fly off inside passes to him off the fucking run. Yeah. And he, there's. The Chiefs, he, they did it to the Chiefs like twice within 10 minutes. Like they just yeah. they just had no answer for this full pace fucking tight head. And he makes like 30 meters, like a line, a line break of like 30 meters twice, twice against him. Fuck, I laughed my ass off watching this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then we watched it, then we, we paid up and, and left with about, also it must have been at about the same time that Ben checked it out because it was about 10 minutes left to go. Yeah. And they were winning, what is it, 30, 30 15 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like reluctant because I wanted to finish the game. And then wife says to me, like, come on, we're like, we got to go hike and everything. So I was like, but I, I want to see how the game ends. And she was like, well, who's playing? So I said, uh, Chief Sunwolves. And she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's a terrible game. <laughs> um, obviously, the Chiefs are going to win. So I was like, well, you know, jokes on you. Like, look at the score. Sunwolves beating them. And she was like, <laughs> oh, and she was like yeah, so she was like, well, and she was like, man, fuck, there's like 13. She was exactly the same as Ben's like golfing buddy. She was like, there's 30 minutes left. Like the Chiefs are still going to win. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think so. Like the way I've been watching this game, like the way they're playing, the Sunwolves team's going to fucking win. Like they look hungry for it. Even, I, and even, so, even me thought that. And I yeah. was sitting, 
even yeah, yeah. I, I too, I too. Yeah. And uh, so we, we, we made a bet on it. So now I'm owed a milkshake because about 10 minutes later, as we were getting started on the hiking trail, I got the, the notification from my app saying that the Chiefs, the Chiefs had lost to the Sunwolves. So now I'm getting a free milkshake. Oh, nice. Thanks, Sunwolves. <laughs> Sun Alex, don't, don't, you, don't you and Sarah like, sh- share money, though? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you married. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, prenup. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so. Ben, ben no, is... make, make, make her like earn the money to buy this milkshake separately. Yeah. Make her like <laughs> what? paint a picture and sell it or something. She's quite a good artist. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. Okay, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, well done, Sunwolves. Yeah, Let's move well on. Done, Sunwolves. Um, I, it was entertaining. If I think it was more entertaining just watching the Chiefs imploding around the Sunwolves side that clicked. Yeah. Hey, Hadar's six for six, so the hundred percent still stands. He's only misses mm. that drop goal attempt, so not too bad. Mm. And then next game, I didn't watch this. I went out looking for food at this point. Uh, Reds versus Crusaders. Uh, I missed this when I was hiking, unfortunately. I did see the highlights, so but Ben, did you watch it? Maybe. No, uh, I was drunk. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Okay, tried. Well, I have to speak. I, I can speak to the highlights. It's French TV. What kind of golf club doesn't have rugby on? Well, any yeah, th- a golf club outside of SA, I'm assuming, or like England. All of the other ones in Mauritius are like basic, like the the greenskeepers and stuff. They just bring them in from South Africa. Uh, okay. So it's like it's like South Africa, except it's way more expensive. Yeah. But then this one's like the French golf club. So, so I know I had to watch like I don't know Paris Center man like warming up or some shit or bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, all right. Well, if none of us really watched it, so I'll, I'll just give you a breakdown. Um, Braden Enor was quite good on the right wing. He scored a decent try. Will Jordan looks like the real deal. He scored a really great long distance try. He set it up. He set up the run, and then I think Braden Enor was the last touch assist, and Will Jordan ended up scoring it as well. Um, Fetter Douglas played pretty well, and from what I saw in my stats app, he made a shitload of tackles. He made like over twenty tackles. Um, it kind of sucks for where to though, because he's he knows what next week's his last game, for how long? Oh, for the year, but yeah. like, but I mean, there'll be still some rest weeks for Kieran Reid, I think. Yeah. Kieran Reid's only gonna play like half the season, I reckon, and he'll still walk into the starting All Black side, yeah, so true. he's okay. But then I don't know, like it's a similar situation to what we spoke about with like some of the Stormers guys, yeah. where you know you 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 suck it up for long enough, you still, I mean, the number of players who would like give their left nut to be able to learn in the crusaders environment yeah um, no, definitely it's still great and after the rugby world cup everyone knows kieran reed's going to retire or he's going to finish off somewhere else and then fetu's first in line for the end number eight jerseys so i think he's got a good situation um but yeah so that was pretty much it uh george bridge slightly disappointing didn't didn't do very well in fantasy either um i didn't see jack goodhue score but also not great richie mwanga i don't think was particularly special classic Mwanga. <laughs> yeah but yeah i think that was pretty uh, from the red side uh jordan pataya apparently injured um was spotted in a moon in a moon boot uh oh. during the second half. classic pataya yeah okay but otherwise that's it so, so you must have done that game script pretty much so. i think so yeah, yeah. but looking at i think score. the set is should have won by more but it's fine no, it's, uh, no but this yeah. is i still back the idea that early season crusaders will only just just beat sides and then late season crusaders is when they start smashing teams harder 
Yeah. True. Okay. They do like to do that. They like to scrape through. Yeah. Okay. And then... So, Alex's favorite team lost to Adam's favorite team. <laughs> okay. Well, one of, those th- one of those things is not true. One of those things is not true. We know your favorite team is the Well Witches. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, Bulls went... I was about to say, what, what Nam- Namibia were playing the Bulls? <laughs> Surprise, Well Witches... <laughs> Well, isn't no minus who is there? A bull, I wonder. I'm trying to think if there's a Namibian in. No, mine. Where's minus from? He's from somewhere strange, isn't he? Minus oh, Guman. Yeah. No, he's just from Pumalanga, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I stand quite... by somewhere strange. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's actually from Khateng. He does actually oh. belong there. Oh fuck! Never mind that. Uh, obviously, yeah. I should have known with that. Wiki page. What's the random fact? Like, what's his brother's name or something? Minus Guman. Yeah. Um, one sec. Okay. Uh, it's a very, very brief one. It's a lot shorter than the Fiji one. Oh. Uh, he I'm played for you. the he played for the SA Under 20s in the 2009 Junior Rugby World Championship in Japan. But is he that old? Yeah, oh. he's thirty. Oh, Shut up! I thought he was younger than that. Yeah, he looks like he's uh, a little younger. He played like three years at the Pumas and three years at the Griquas. Isn't he, still isn't he still technically on the? Wasn't he? I know last year he was most a lone player in the life for the Lions. Uh, two years ago he was a lone player for the Stormers, uh, okay. and he never played for them. Uh, classic That's Stormers. Solid. Classic <laughs> fucking Stormers. <laughs> the Lions. I don't know why, but they're good at picking up scraps and polishing. Maybe, yeah. maybe spinning them into gold is a bit of an overstatement, but. Making the most of them because stuff ben, like have you seen Squman's hair? I think making it spinning into gold is a fair analogy. <laughs> no, no, but like, like he's not like he, he's all right. Actually, Squman's I would say he outplayed Quaka yesterday. I was specifically uh, he, just talking he, about he, his hair. He gives away a lot of penalties, eh? Like he, he's a bit of a liability. Yeah, no. But no. um, but to get back to your first point, Matt, I think you might have been just thinking of Divan Rousseau. He's the Namibian. Uh, okay. Yeah. And also, interestingly enough, um, Eli, Eli or Eli Sneeman, I don't know which one it is, he was actually born in Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. Oh, metropole, yeah. metropole side, an international metropole side. I just yeah. like the... Anyway, he, he, it's interesting because he, like a lot of the Zimbabwean guys, get born there and then come to school in South Africa. But he actually, he went to St. John's College, oh, sure. uh, which I think, I think is where Beast went. I think so, yeah. And, no, he, and he played Craven Week for Zimbabwe. Oh. So, so there you um, go. I had a bunch of St. John guys in Brez with me, actually. They're, I think half yeah, of their... Half of their... Yeah. Ben, ben was I like in the, in the Zimbabwean Rez at UCT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my Rez only had like nine guys in it and like seven are from them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Um. so let's see. Uh, uh, do, do, you, do you want a fact about Zimbabwe? Go for it. Sure. Guy, you know Guy Cronier, Ross Cronier's brother? Yes. Yeah. He played for the Bobby. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, <laughs> Great fact, Ben. Good fact. Good Thank fact. you. Adam would... Adam would be yeah, Adam would be sighing aggressively right now. Um yeah, in this game I don't know. What's what was there much to say about this game? I caught the highlights this morning. Uh, um Andre Pollard's better than Alton Junchies. Um Scott Pritz has still got it. In fact he's he's not even yet begun to peak. <laughs> yeah. Um Alex, Dwayne... remember, Alex, remember what I said at the draft? Who my debutant of the season was would be? 
Uh, Scott Brits. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Brits 2.0. What won that game for the Bulls, I think, was their discipline and their decision-making. Yeah, two it, things it, I've never heard from the Bulls. Discipline. Because, uh, well, because, I mean, think, about, think back to like 2007. Oh, you're oh, being sarcastic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Just like the Bulls reverting back to like classic one single-minded focus Bulls. Oh, but, and... Yeah, sorry, I, did, I yep. didn't add them and didn't read time properly. Sorry. Um, because <laughs> the Bulls, they took points when they were on offer. Yeah, and they, they didn't. I don't. I don't have the the numbers, but I would be surprised if they gave away more than five penalties. Yeah, and like I, I would be surprised if the Lions gave away less than fifteen penalties. Yeah, the, <laughs> pretty shocking. Yeah, I don't know. It was the the whole first half was like was appalling. Like it, I don't know what yeah, the fuck did, the Lions did, were doing. Did, did anything happen in the first half, though? Like it just felt like the the Bulls were just kind of beating them down, but at the same time, like the Bulls were kind of impotent as well because they spent pretty much the entire half camped in the Lions' half and just pummeling at them and like trying to get over the try line and not being very successful. And then inevitably, the Lions would give a penalty away, and then Andre Pollard would just kick it over. And that was kind of the story of the first half. So both sides, I think, would have you know said it didn't quite go according to plan the first half. But obviously the Bulls were still getting something out of it because they had a backup plan that the Lions didn't. And then the second half, yeah, I think they just kind of opened it up a little bit. Um, I mean, there was a point where the Lions kind of got back into it with a couple of tries. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if we want to do like winners and losers kind of thing, but I already touched on it. The Pua Janchi, I thought, was probably the worst player of the whole weekend from any team. I don't know what's happened to him, but... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him dropped for good for Kortnoskosan at this point. Uh, um, I thought, um, like, kind of ray, ray of light, and I thought Kombrink was good on defense against Kosan. Yeah, like, quite good on Wait, 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 wait. I'm confer- wait, say that sentence again, Ben. Kombrink was on defense against Kosan. Against Kosan, no, against... <laughs> No, sorry, again, Speckman. Okay, Speckman. Okay, yeah. just checking. Because, fuck, for a second there, I thought, wait, which one fucked up that badly? Yeah. Uh, no wonder the lies no, lost. <laughs> no, no wonder the lies lost. Combrink was just shutting down Skosan. <laughs> just every time he gets the ball, Combrink from behind, just cover tackles. <laughs> Dive tackles. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that explains everything, huh? Um... Yeah, but yeah, just and uh, I think yeah, the the lines missing missing guys giving them go forward. Franco Mostert, uh, Carl Brink, big time. Yeah, Achiva hasn't really stepped up, has he? No, Achiva. Achiva was cheaper. He's oh, was he a bit of a, like a flat track bully, Achiva? Do you think? I, I think there's a, that, but maybe in his there's mind a chance of it. He's not no, that no, small, but. but... Yeah. I think he. I mean, look, I've I've said it before. He, I think he just needs to play wing, because yeah. the, the the times that we do notice him and see him doing well is when he's in space, and he can use his he can utilize his speed to kind of get around someone and then half like half break the tackle and just make a bit of an opportunity. Like the front on stuff, I don't think plays to his strengths at all. And yeah. I mean, PS, PSP, we yeah, towards the end of his career, became a bit of a joke. I know, but like. In his heyday, if you watch like a PSP, PSP's highlights reel, there's none of it like of him in the tight loose, which is what what like that was the running joke was that he was a ruck inspector. 
but when he got himself in like the classic eighth man position that Dwayne Vermeulen does when he hangs back, waits for a kick and or you know just runs a support line from deep, he was just be devastating. So he found a way to basically play as a backline player while being a loose forward. And I think Hachiva needs to do the same. Mm. But the problem is that without Brink in the in the team, he's forced to take on a lot more of the like Warren Whiteley role, which is a lot more direct, and that just doesn't suit him. No, no, it's a it's a fair shot. So Achiever moving to wing, Alice, would you say that's your big call? Uh, I don't think he's going to because he doesn't want to, but I, he should. Like it would be fantastic. He would just terrorize. Like even guys like well, like Waisaki Nohola would be would be a bit nervous about facing him. I think. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I think I think I think he's far more likely to make the Springboks as a wing than as an eighth man. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> But I don't, I don't want to make a big call sponsored by MTN that he's going to move to wing because I don't know the world just doesn't work out the way I want it to sometimes. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Maybe the Lions need some injuries at wing. They need to get, they need to get desperate. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Should we move on to the the second biggest upset of the weekend? Yeah, why not? Let's, I think this counts as the second biggest. You think upset. this upset was only the second biggest, Alex? Well, surely the sun rolls over the Chiefs. Yeah, I think. I think no, I'm joking. I'll, I'll just, I'm just. I'm expecting an email from Ed saying this was a bigger, bigger upset. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm assuming we. No, can, no. no, for saying that, we're going to get a, an official petition from KZN govern, local governance <laughs> to retract this ep- this episode in its entirety forever, even saying something like that. Well, by the time KZN local governance find their fucking. Their, find their own awesome. Yeah, find their station. There's this, the requisite stationary to send someone an angry letter. I think we'll probably be out of business at a, as a podcast by then. Okay, cool. So for other for other reasons. Perfect. So um, it's one yeah. we got wrong on our super brew. Just as a spoiler for everyone. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Do you yeah, guys want so to take it? Stormers, so? Sharks. Stormers beat the Sharks. Eleven sixteen. Stormers again, not, I'm just going to point this out, Stormers just outright completely not even trying to wear the right jersey for half a, for half a game again this time, decided to play in their boot uh-huh. kit. Well, so sorry, the, the Lions played in the other, was oh, yeah, that the Lions, kit Yeah, the Lions played in the other kit as well. That was because the kit's class, yeah. yeah. The red and blue but, and blue and blue, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. So a little bit, yeah, but I mean black and... I mean, fuck, the back half of the Stormers kit is just red. That barely clashes with... It's from the front, maybe they clash a bit. I don't know. Nothing that clashes with Stormers kit, I would say. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. I don't know, I watched, I watched bits of this game. I thought it was a good game to watch. I liked it. Um, did, I like Um. Um's been doing Um things all season, and I want to see more Um mm. things. Yeah. I'm glad he I got a piece. I th- I'm glad he it's got a piece of meat. I think he, I'm glad he got a piece of meat instead of having to share share the poiki with everyone else on the outside backs for a change. <laughs> no, yeah, no. he also had his yellow card. Uh, what was that for? Did I'm get a yellow card? Aka got a card, and one of the stormers. Someone from the stormers got a yellow card as well. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, I think uh. one of the stormers got a card. Um, what's his face? The uh, fly off. Du- Duplessis. What's his name again? Jean-Luc Duplessis. Jean-Luc, yeah, he got it for a high. He got a yellow card. He got a yellow card for a high. Mm, okay, and yeah. the, and the, who who saw Beast nearly fucking decapitating um, Eben? 
Yeah, I was I was Jesus. pretty nervous about that because I've got Beast in, in my uh, like you could see my, it was a fan, my fantasy team. So like I was, was worried he was going to get sent off for that. Yeah, it was like a comedy of errors. Like Beast just came flying in, like I think far too fast for his own like brain brain to con- comprehend what he was doing. Just arm out and Evans. I don't know if Evans slipped or ducked or whatever underneath it, and but fucking yeah. nearly took Evans' head off. <laughs> but like Beast immediately yeah. like you see he clips Evan rolls onto his back and then his hands are up in the air apologizing yeah, yeah. like he landed like, yeah. apologizing no, he knew immediately he was he'd almost killed a man like, yeah. he, like, it was, like to be fair lucky it was Evan yeah I think a, yeah, any I think, lesser I think mortal Beast might have been in more danger than Evan was yeah I think Beast's elbows may be feeling a bit rickety this morning yeah I think any uh, yeah I'm, I'm did get a yellow card did he? Oh shit! For what? Yeah, there were three. There were three cards in that game. It was like uh, a uh, Dan Duplessis, not John Luke, Dan Duplessis, and Lucanio. Oh, I know it's one of the twins' uh, names. <laughs> Let me scroll down. Well, Daniel, yeah, Daniel Duplessis. So the other twin. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. I think it was in the first half. But uh, can we also talk about the oh uh, what? offside I think it was just repeat infringements oh yeah I would okay never mind yeah, yeah. it's it's unlike I'm to do anything like professional foully can, can we talk about the that have you guys seen the clear out that I was talking about Eben's clear out at Iraq no I haven't that seen got that it. Yeah. oh we so, on Luis Roda yeah what are your thoughts on that Ben um I, I'd I think the penalty was for taking out the scrum half no, that's because it wasn't Schroeder's ball. Like he was, he had his hands on the rack, and the referee was shouting at him. Oh, right. Yeah, it was like release. a turnover on a turnover. No, but you're not playing as the oh, scrum no. half if, you, if you're turning over the ball. Yeah. Then that's not a scrum half duty. No, 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 no. But I thought the ball, the ball had been turned over, sort of, and the the player who turned it over no. had now gone to ground and placed no, it no, for no, the no. shot. Ref, the ref was very was very clear. Even after he gave the penalty, he said it it was going to be your penalty. Until you came in, you came in like that, and I'm reversing the penalty. He was about to penalize Schroeder, and then Irben basically like took matters into his own hands and cleared him off the ball because he was slowing it down then, by trying to steal it. That was a that was a good clearance though, because then it's he tick, he ran. It was a textbook clearance. And he, he didn't. Well, maybe no. He, maybe diving arm. over. No, 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 no not even feet? diving over. Like he used his arms. Was he, he off cleared his feet? him off the ball? Uh, and. It, it, Came through he, the gate as well, yeah. yeah. He came through the gate, like he 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 went off his feet, but like not at the breakdown. Like he he cleared he cleared Schroeder past the breakdown. Okay. So he wasn't sealing off or anything like that. And like the ref's words literally were, "You can't come in that fast. That's dangerous." <laughs> and what? this is not my problem. This is not what I'm so upset about. Is because I guarantee you, Louis Schroeder comes in that fast on Eben Itzabeth to clear him out. No one says anything. The ref doesn't say anything. Because, like, Dewey Schroeder has to come in that fast and that hard to clear out someone like Evan Edsmith, right? Yeah. So, that's not illegal for him to use that amount of force. But now it's suddenly illegal for Irvin to use it because he's up against the scrum half. It's got nothing to do with the fact that Louis Schroeder had nine on his back and was a scrum half. And you can't play a, you can't play a scrum half. If yeah, a scrum half gets no, into so a Sorry, ruck, I, I, was, um, I, was watching, I was watching without sound, so I didn't get the, the ref saying hands off. Yeah, the ref was shouting at Schroeder, like, let it go, like you know, like you, because he wasn't the first man in, so he had no right to the ball. And then Eben was like, "Fuck this! He's obviously not listening. I'm gonna make him listen." 
and like yeah, kind of took the law into his own hands, I guess. But it, he did it within the the boundaries of the law, so he was perfectly entitled to clear him off that ball. And if and according to what the ref was saying, if he had come from like a, a one meter run up instead of like a four or five meter run up, then he would have been like good good clear out, well done, Eben. But suddenly because he came at it with pace, now it's a penalty. Like the the penalty must not only go to the Sharks, but must be reversed because the penalty was going to go to the Stormers. So I thought that was a very, very dodgy call, and it wasn't like it didn't it wasn't decisive. It didn't change the game or anything, but it's just a sign of bad, like bad stuff in refereeing circles that we had to deal but with last year. Something that has been creeping in. It's like if something looks bad, yes. they actually don't assess it within the within the like the bounds of the law. If you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, so I, I wasn't happy about that at all. Like, and I know it's not a big deal, but I, it's the kind of thing I'd like to see an, an announcement from World Rugby on. Not that they have a fucking word, but <laughs> that's the, that's the kind of thing where they should oh, be. Yeah, Alex, they, like, they're too busy saying "fuck you" to the third world. Okay, yeah. they don't they don't have time to make announcements on the actual laws of their game. Okay, yeah. yeah. But like that, that's the kind of thing where they should be coming out and being like, uh, that was an erroneous call by a referee. It's not in terms of any world rugby law. Oh, no, it's fine. And, they'll, give him, yeah. they'll give him world uh, ref of the year again. <laughs> yeah. That, isn't that what happened yeah. last time? There was a massive blow up about it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, otherwise, um, Eben was phenomenal. He's back to his best. Uh, he's like just so abrasive and so difficult to bring down. Um, yeah, uh, Peter Steftatoya probably man of the match again. Just, mm. it's just the the work he gets through. He's worth his weight in gold. Um, yeah, there's not really much else to say about the Stormers. I didn't think they had much of a game plan other than, I mean, it's good to see that they were up for it. Like they had a lot of desire to win, so they weren't just rolling over. Um. But the Sharks, yeah, oh shit, they were just bad. Like they, well, I, I, okay, I don't want to be, I don't like be gloaty or anything like that. Um, he said gloating, but I feel like this is the same Sharks we saw the last two weeks, just with a different result because there were a lot of the same mistakes, they had like a lot of handling errors, a bit of inaccuracy, you know, like guys running off the wrong shoulder on the ball carrier or running too flat and then it ends up being a forward pass or a knock on and just like a little bit of a lack of direction I thought which didn't seem to be a problem obviously against the Sunwolves or the the Blues because they're kind of different team they play with a different style but so I don't think it's like a step backwards for the Sharks I think it more just exposed their frailties a little bit um, so, I, I, yeah. I think the Sharks they don't they don't respect possession enough yeah, because the 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 amount of times where it's just like offload on offload and offload and like yeah offloads obviously they are a part of the game and they do help break down defenses, yeah. but you you say you say every offload, even your most like obvious ones where your hands are nicely through the tackle has maybe a seventy percent chance of success. Yes. Yeah. So three yeah. offloads in a row, you suddenly looking at. To pull that off, it's kind of closer to now like a forty percent chance of success. Ask, yeah. ask, ask, you, you, Ant will give us the number. Ant will give us the number. Yeah, <laughs> Ant, Ant will give us the, 
You know, it's like 70% time, 70% yeah, time. And, and a lot of the time, it doesn't seem... It doesn't seem necessary. And it doesn't even seem like the offload's going to break the game. No. You know, the, the offload's being kind of given to, like, a stationary player. Who's and you're just like... And by having the ball all of a sudden. It's like some flat-footed yeah. prop who's now surprised that he's... Oh, well, no. Yeah, because a few times, like, I, th- I think it was Dan Dupria. Mm. He was being tackled, and the guy was very, um, the prop or whoever, was very clearly coming to ruck over. Like, he was like, okay, yeah. Dan's going to go down. I'm going to secure that ball. We're going to get some quick ball off the ground. Yeah. Instead, he's kind of lobbed this ball up. He catches yeah. the ball basically standing still or drops the ball standing yeah. still. And then but, that just ruins the whole – and it's not yeah. like – it's not like – they they're taking the risk, but there isn't actually the corresponding reward, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The the twins have always been the biggest culprits of that. Like the two twins, they love offload like the offload game between each other. And it's been like that ever since high school. Like they used to have that was like part of why they were so effective. I mean obviously they were just fucking massive for for schoolboys. But they used to just keep the ball alive between themselves. Like they would always be running off each other's shoulder. So if one guy somehow was able to get tackled by, you know, some five foot five 60 kg lock from another school then he could just pop it off his shoulder and, and like some other behemoth would be there to get it and they, they seem to carry that through to the sharks and like I, I like it like it's good to have that approach to rugby but you need to be like a little bit more balanced in it and that's the criticism i think that they've gotten over the last two years is that they they're too quick to look for the offload and to keep the ball alive and they really just need to accept that at times you just accept the fact that you've been tackled and just yeah just recycle the ball Maybe they hate being yeah. in, in rucks. Maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, maybe they don't like the, the dank, dark places of this world. They, yeah, they hate clearing. Them. Their mother just... Oh, no, no. Cleaning. Sorry. Their mother put a deep fear of cleaning into them as kids. <laughs> yeah, guys. Do, do you also hate it when guys in your fantasy team ruck over? Yes. I'm like, God damn it, Dalton. Get out God. of there. You're supposed to be fucking running support for a cure. Dalton, stand pillar. Stand pillar at least or something. <laughs> Okay, you know, when your forwards are rucking over, you're like, okay, fine. But when fucking, like, Jack Maddox rucks over for me, fuck, I get angry. I'm like, Jack, what are you, you're not even being effective in there. Like, you're doing nothing. <laughs> Go on the wing, get the ball, score a try. Like, but I, I, think, I, I think that, like, rucks, they, just, like, hit it and lie down. Time yeah. for a rest. But I think there should be a, a fantasy stat for, for rucks attended. I think you yeah. should get points for that. Oh, definitely for a proper clean, if you do, like, a proper clean at a ruck. Well, even just oh, attending it, point one, not point one point for uh, just just attending the track. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matt, how how far are we into the episode in terms of time? In terms of time, so four days, uh, hour forty. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Actually, no, hour thirty. Hour thirty. We started off to ten. Uh, super brew and possibly a novelty 15 uh, good do we, um, do, we have a, do we have a novelty do we have a novelty because i don't we think we've got time to do a novelty, novelty we've got so many novelty 15s yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we can just do it off the top of our heads <laughs> okay, well, um, speaking of novelty 15s let's no, no, let's look no, at so, so, can, we, can we say can we say draft rugby Get on this. We want a ru- we want a ruck attendance uh, point for Super Brew. Uh, for <laughs> Super for Brew. fantasy, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I think it's a good. It's not a bad idea. Okay. So yeah. That being said, novelty novelty 15s. The Blues managed to put together quite a side for their game against the Jaguars. Um, oh shit! 
Yeah, it's the last game. <laughs> and yeah, they went down. For me, it was the early hours of this morning. It was kind of fun mm-hmm. waking up to the Jaguar. I think you and I were like on the different ends of our sleep. So you were busy going to sleep. I just woke up for the game. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I stayed up for it. So it was. I went to bed at about half past one, two last yeah. night. Uh, it wasn't really worth it, but I I, I still enjoyed the game. Like it was. Uh, was it? I caught. Mo- I just sort of. I missed the first part of the first half, and then I caught okay. most of the, the pretty much the the last ten minutes of the first half, and then the second half. The second half I enjoyed. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was okay. Like the, I touched on it earlier. I think it was a mistake to, to take guys like Tuipulatu and Rico, and then you they were forced to yank them off like five minutes into the second half. Like I think someone was yeah. literally. Like, they had, like, an all-black representative there with, like, a stopwatch being like, now, now, get him off the field, now, he's played too many minutes. Um, and that kind of uh, put them in the ass a little bit because they had to rejig their whole back line around Rico. So it was a bit weird because, like, Maladi and I started at fullback where he was, I thought, quite good. And then, yeah, but then they moved uh, Taniela uh, Talea, is that his name? Yeah, whatever his name is. Tele- so they I moved the right Tele- wing. Tele- I think it's Tele- Tele- they moved the right wing to left wing to replace Rico, and then put Nanai on at right wing. And I mean, they really could have just put Nanai at left wing. So I thought that was a bit weird. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like Akira wasn't really doing Akira things. And it's not really his fault because when you look at the Hagurara's pack, like they're pretty beefy. I mean, they're Lucy's yeah. like Pablo Matera and Marcos Kramer have to be two of the biggest like flank combinations. I was looking at Maybe. Kramer. Kramer's like a head taller than most of his team. He's a beast. Like, and he's they, young. He's like, like, I think he's like 21 or something stupid. He's 21. Yeah, he was playing yeah. under 20s like the year before last. Yeah, he's like a fucking and, child and he's a head taller than everyone else on his team. And he's, yeah. not, and he's not like an Andres Becker head taller where he's like also like 60% narrower than the rest of his team. <laughs> yeah, he's a like, unit. Yeah. Yeah, but also, um, yeah, I mean, Pablo Matera, like as an open side, he's no slouch. Like he's a big guy. So they, the, the Hagarauers almost have like the same thing as the, as the, Shark, as the Sharks going here yeah, with like Vermeulen and Tyler Paul um, who are as big as they are skilled. And... Um, Hey, 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 Alex, don't, <laughs> don't, don't break down from Newland here by using his name next to Tyler Paul's. I'm just checking if you're still <laughs> listening. <laughs> if you're still attending <laughs> at the pod. Um, but, yeah, like, so Akira, like, he kind of thrives. I mean, he's a bit of a flat track bully, let's be honest. Like, he, oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, he thrives on being able to just physically just mangle his opponent How much and then find think, a bit of space. How much fun do you think back. Akira would have playing for, like, a South African franchise? Yeah, God, like he. Just, no, but he wouldn't, because he'd play against the other South African franchises who have decent. Akira would be most effective playing for the Sunwolves against all the Australian teams. Oh God, it'd be like watching. Yeah. He would be fantasy. He would be, he would be fantasy fucking platinum, whatever. Yeah. Pla- platinum. Vibratium, what's it called? Like unobtainium. 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 Yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> he, would be, he would be like 140 points a game if Akira played for the Sun Wolves. Yeah. 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 So and yeah, Rico also not great. And um, yeah, I think Raro is like Ramiro, Ramiro Moyano scored two like pretty impressive tries. 
where like he just kind of looked up, saw the field, and you almost you could almost see the cogs going in his head, being like, uh, "It's the Blues. Like they're not gonna, they don't have defensive structure." And he just picked an angle and just ran and just backed himself. He literally just ran around them. His first try, yeah, he just saw a prop and was like, "You have no fucking hope against me, mate." And yeah. he didn't even look like he was sprinting. It was like at a like a quick jog. Yeah, yeah. he just around. So yeah, it was. Yeah. And, uh, so Diaz Bonilla um, kicked really poorly. I think he had like fifty percent kicking, but his general, like his kicking out of hand, and his general sort of marshalling of the troops was really good. So, yeah. 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 I think it's yeah. The Blues honeymoon's over, I'm afraid. I think so. Well, the honeymoon, oh, they've lost three in a row, Alex. I wonder who the next... Um... Oh, that, do you know what? Do you know what? This is actually... I, ben, I, I think this is something... Should we lead it from this into Superbrew? Because there's a comment here to be made. The Blues are travelling all the way to Auckland. Guess who's in Auckland waiting for them already to make to take a ridiculous blue scalp? Is it the Crusaders? No, it's the Sunwolves. The Sunwolves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh god, they are that. Sunwolves going to get back to back. The the Blues have had such a shit tour though, like yeah. in terms of just legit. Like, I know I know you've yeah, been I'm... focusing on traveling this year, but I just want to point that yeah. out to you. you actually, they've lapped the world now. Yeah, they they've done yeah. a lap. Because yeah, from New Zealand to SA, I assume they fly New Zealand SA, then left to Argentina, and then just carry on going left to New Zealand. I can't think that they come <laughs> back. Somehow, who do, who do we think is going to be the next former All Black backline player to coach the Blues? Who's retiring after this season? Maybe, maybe Stephen Donald because he's he's done now. Like yeah, we, and he's he's in the neighborhood. He might as well. Oh, well, yeah, you know, he's well there. Carter's, Carter's not allowed to play in France, so maybe he's going to take up a coaching gig. You know, who, you know, who would probably be a phenomenal coach. Conrad's. Conrad Smith. Conrad Smith's actually was probably not a bad shot. Conrad Smith is New Zealand's greatest lawyer now. Probably. Yeah. So coaching. Might, that's the thing. Like he might be too academic for like. For so sorry, sorry, Alex. Say say Conrad Smith again. I forgot. Uh, Conrad Smith. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Conrad Smith. Conrad Smith. Conrad Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. So Superbrew, let's hit it. Yeah. So we were shit, which I think <laughs> I think is standard. Correction, um, Matt. We are shit. We are shit. So um, <laughs> I think we got four. No, I lied. Three. I got four on my own one. We got three because I think the coin called blues. I did it. Yeah. Sorry. I'll I'll me a call for that one. I I push for the blues, but um, yeah, it turns I think out. that was actually on me because you were. I was the. I could have broken the deadlock, but oh, I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted the episode so, to take longer what, to fuck over Adam. Yeah, you wanted to piss off Adam. So in a way, it's Adam's fault. Yeah. 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 We forgot the Heroes Hero sponsored by Hero from Heroes. Oh, shit. We can do that after oh, the end. We'll do it at the end of the episode. Yeah, okay. But remember, it's season uh, one Hero. Yeah, season from one. season one of Hero. Yeah. No further than season but, one. Is that part of the title or is that just an asterisk at the bottom? It's an asterisk. Part of the title. Or part <laughs> of the title. Okay. Oh, I don't really care. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, let's look at upcoming games. Hurricanes <laughs> versus Highlanders. 
Uh, Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Well, yeah, I don't see it going in, together. In, in, uh, Friday, it'll be close. It'll, it'll be back. close, closer than the results would suggest because RSC Highlanders will have all their guys back. Yeah, so, maybe so I'm just going to go like Hurricanes by seven, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I'm somewhere between seven and five depends if Bowden can kick. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Highlanders. Uh, like forwards though, so maybe I don't know. We'll see. Maybe let's do Hurricanes by three, just in case it's a narrow win for the. Yeah, Highlanders. let's cover up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic speculation. We've, we're we're going to fuck this up, and the Hurricanes are going to win by like what's five out eight? No. <laughs> yeah. What fucks us? As, as, eight as, or nine? I forget. To get the win point. Yeah. Uh, Rebels Brumbies. Rebels. Ooh. Yeah, Rebs. I reckon. Uh, Rebels. I High or Rebels low? By... Five? Ten. Ten. Yeah, Ten. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Game, of the... so Game of the week. Saders versus Chiefs. Saders by 30. Saders by 30. This is in Christchurch, mm. so but I don't know if that makes a difference to the Saders. Well, it's better, isn't it? No, no. Uh, Blues Sunwolves. Sunwolves. I, I, I want to pick Sunwolves as well. What are we going to yeah, well, call it? Like Sunwolves by like 10. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, Akira, we, we always banged on about his Japanese heritage. I don't know. Yeah. Does that play a role? Nah. You know, they're going to be so tired. Though. Think about it. Like, they've just flown around the world. Like. Even if they are starting a carrier, he's played like 60 minutes and all that. Yeah. yeah. I'll do Sunwolves 7. Oh, no, no. Let me do Let me do a speculative Sunwolves by 3. Because if, oh, if the Blues do win, they're going to win by like 1 or 2 points. They're going to pull a Waratahs. Speaking of, yeah. Tars versus Reds. Tars, I'm assuming. Reds, I guess. You think? Ooh. Reds haven't yeah, won yet. Reds. Tars have won a game, technically. And they're coming off a bye. I think I think Taz, I mean Yeah. yeah I think th- Israel Falau is better than anyone the Reds have, so yeah. I thought you were gonna say it's better than uh what is that not like Hamish Chris Stewart who's that? Wise, yeah, it's better than Hamish Stewart for one. <laughs> Specifically at 15, Israel Falau is better. Andrew, is Falau better than Hamish Stewart? We, we're not sure. <laughs> well, let, let's set up the deal, the trade deal between uh, Nick and and Andrew and see, see, who, <laughs> yeah, crack, yeah. see who cracks first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> here's a tough one. Lions versus Jags. Historically, uh, it could go anywhere. Oh, fucking hell. It's in, it's in Joburg. It's huh? in Joburg, yeah. But we all know uh, I'll go Lions. Yeah, I'll go Lions as well, but Jags can twist. It's, I, a, it's a... No, but the, the Jags give away penalties, though, and the Lions need that for their game. Yeah, for their rolling malls. So yeah. what do we say? Lions by like 7 or 10 somewhere, maybe. Yeah, somewhere. Like yeah. I'll say seven. 3 again. Let's, let's hedge all our bets this week. <laughs> Shameless. Yeah. Lions by 1. Lions by 1. Got it done and finally i think this will be adam's game this is this is annoying fans game of the week bulls versus sharks uh 
Shark. Uh, 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 at, at Fortress at Loftus. Loftus, yeah. Ooh. That's a tough one, hey? I'm I'm gonna go Bulls. I think I think Bulls. Uh, yeah. I think I would Hey Adams. I would almost say Bulls as well. <laughs> okay, well, no point in me voting. You, but what? Well, go for it anyway. Well, you, get, anyway. you get to go to I told you Island. Yeah, I, I would say Sharks. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm not going to... So, but if I don't really push for it, do I still have to eat humble pie? No, no. No, humble pie is only if you're in the majority. No, humble pie, yeah, like everyone's going to agree with you. And I think yeah, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure more people in Pretoria play Super Brew than in Durban. Durban, they've got living their yeah. life. They're doing things. So, going to I should probably eat humble pie for shifting on Gerd van der Heerwe last week. And saying how bad he was, because he's actually been really good. He's probably been the best South African backline player in the competition. So. I think you, have you shat on him for two weeks in a row, because I think you yeah. shat on him like two weeks ago as well. Yes. <laughs> and then he scored, <laughs> you a, can, and he scored a brace. I'll, I'll have a pie during the week. I'll send you guys. for a humble milkshake, Alex. Humble books. Yeah, well, I plan to. Okay, so what are we going to say? Bulls 7-ish? Or should we hedge? Yeah. Or should we hedge? We hedge. We hedge because Ben thinks it's, it'll be the Sharks. Yes. So we should definitely, definitely hedge. Okay, so Bulls by one. Luck. Is there a button that I can just lock all of them instead of them one by one? I get it. Stop showing yes, me this there fucking There is right at the end. Is I'm pretty sure there is. Because <laughs> it's also then showing me this fucking pop-up. <laughs> Uh, asking you to buy Super Super Brew Gold or whatever. No, it's just I've never seen that because I never lock my picks. I just no, make no, the no. Picks if you know. if you lock the pick, it it like warns you. You know what you're doing. You're locking your pick. You can't change it after this. I'm like, well, no. I assume that's. I what, never lock picks. No, I never lock. I just I know Adam likes to lock them for this, but then if you lock them, you can see what the general. But it's so trend. really like, yeah. like we're not getting value by locking our picks now. No, agreed. But let's see. Uh, we uh, 85% Canes, 82% pick Rebels, 97% pick Pesaders. Jesus, I think this is the most people who've ever picked the Sunwolves so far. 28%. Oh, wow. Okay. Last uh, week it was 2%. Yeah, 2%. 87%. So the Sunwolves have shown a 3,000% improvement according to Superbrew. No, 1,500% improvement according to Superbrew. Yeah. Good work. Stars have got 87% and 83%. That's high, hey? Fuck. Like, I would say it's closer than that. Yeah, I think oh, this, so is, this, is, this is everyone who picked it early in the season, I think. So, yeah. Uh, Lions, 83%. And Bulls, 78%. I think a lot of this are Oaks who, you know, log on like the first week of the season and then just do all their picks in one go. Yeah. I'm so pleased that the Aguaras are finally going on to. Yeah, fucking all. I'm tired of waiting for the team sheet. <laughs> no, not, not even, the, not even the team sheets, dude. I've been staying up every every Saturday night for the last few weeks until like two o'clock in the morning to watch their sorry asses. Oh, the most dedicated player. They're not, they're not even good games, and they're never good know. games in Buenos Aires. Yeah, they tend to play I just, some. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, should we I... mention? Uh, should we should mention Alex? We mentioned the highlight of the game for me was. <clears throat> that fucking it was that huge scrum penalty mm. and then the kick for the line out and yeah. the 22 meter maul and then scoring yeah. a try and then Rasta going okay I've seen the try but I just want to check if the maul uh, if the maul touched the line at any point 
Yeah, the was TMO, there a footage touch? And then the TMO just going, um, I can't review footage. You're going to have to yeah. make the decision yourself. Yeah. And Russ is like, like, yeah, we, no, no, we, no, we don't like... have any footage. And the cameras my, aren't working. My favorite is fucking <laughs> Rasta. Okay, no, 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 it's okay. Take your time. And then he just yeah. stops and he like sits down and like waits for this oak. And the oak just quietly <laughs> also just like, Ben, there's literally five minutes of dead air because both of them yeah. misunderstood each other. It was so yeah. good. Oh, and then but then, uh, like it's... after like a couple of minutes russ is like oh wait so you're telling me you can't get the footage of this and oh, god. yeah god it is such fucking amateur oh, I, I hate i honestly hate like rugby in argentina yeah. I, like i don't hate Haguares. i like the Haguares, but the every single it. game i watch just feels like it's such it's like production value from the late 90s it's yeah. just awful like i love it I, I, I just thought that is the most perfect cap to that that sort of string of play where Jaguars just because I think it was like a it was a like a try then the scrum and there was like three things just on the back of each yeah. other that built so much momentum <laughs> and then Rasta tried yeah. to kill the momentum and then yeah. just, I reckon if it was the other way around, I reckon there would have been footage if the Blues, <laughs> yeah. if the Blues had scored a 22 meter fucking more, there would have been probably. footage all of a sudden. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, so is that Super Brew done? That's Super Brew done. So, yeah. Ben, do you want to lead us for the which novel? For the which, novel which novel T15 we're gonna? Are gonna do a novel? I'm just what, warning what, what you, we we're on? on, we're on one hour fifty. Ooh. Okay, or maybe let's get the novelty. Just let, let's. There are novelty 15s out there, fans, and you will be, you will get them when Adam's here and he can control us. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've we've apparently done three. We've, we've got three in the tank. Like. Who cares? Like, come on. Mm. Yeah. We do post them on the Facebook group fairly often. Like, yeah. we don't always post them, but like sometimes we post them there for a bit of input. Should, so should, if you want to get inside, should we, should we, should, oh, should we just do one quick, quick little read through five minutes? Yeah, no, that's fine. Which one do you want to do? Okay. Should we do? You want to do the nice guys, the dickheads, or the labs on tour? Uh, let's do the nice guys. Nice guys, because I think that's yeah, okay. that's the quickest yeah. one. I think the rest will. <laughs> Conversation. Okay, nice guys. Fifteen, just you know, just a team of pleasant chaps. Nice guys. The kind of guys, you know, the kind of guys you would be happy if your daughter brought home, and yeah. you know, just help, help, just so nice people. Obviously, once again, we are South African, apart from Alex, yeah. who is Namibia, <laughs> so we have a bit of a South African bias. So don't come to me like, oh yeah, actually James Slipper does a lot of charity work or whatever, because we don't know that. Why isn't Jock Berger there? I've just realized. Jock Berger is a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, he's a famously nice guy, actually. Yeah. yeah I was gonna who, say, do we, who do we have at the least? Okay, let's deal with, let's was, deal with it when we get there. I was, ben, I was just going to say, oh, I was going to point out James Slipper, prolific Hooverer, a year or two ago. So if you needed a house Hoovered, he would come Hoover for you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, nice guy number one, uh, Beast in Tarira. Just yeah, really nice guy, great yeah. smile. You know, apologizes if he makes a mistake. You know, good, you know, nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. How many nice guy of them are going to end with, uh, yeah, nice guy? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Uh, <laughs> probably not perfectly suited to his position, uh, but John Smith. Yeah. Early season um, John Smith, early career John Smith when he was still. Before he got fed. Number, um, number three, um, Osterant. Literally, he, he saved his mate's life. 
Yeah, didn't he, he stopped traffic like he commandeered vehicles to save Narcotrox? <laughs> Ran into traffic and commandeered a vehicle to save his best friend's life. That's a nice guy move. That's a nice guy move. I think he might even get the, 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 the coveted top bloke award. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, nice, well, the nicest guy. Quality <laughs> lad. Um, I'll tell you for free, BS Rue wouldn't do that. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Other cattle-related Afrikaans. That's, that's literally the opposite of what BS Rue would do. Yeah. <laughs> literally... <laughs> His room would run over someone who was running in traffic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, then Peter Steph to toy. Just really nice. pleasant chat. So we've yeah. got him as well. Um, yeah. then, then weirdly, we have an Australian here. Um, John Eels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. The original yeah. Nice Guy. Yeah, he is. A, a true gentleman of the game. Then um, another Australian, uh, David Pocock, um, environmental activist, mm. you know, just a great person, and people are literally willing to pay just to have him in your country. He's that nice a guy. Yeah. Nice yeah. guy. Great guy. Um, then, now we, we're ditching Richie McCall, <laughs> and we're taking Jacques Berger. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Richie's that nice of a guy. Like, I think yeah. he's a great guy, but I don't think he's necessarily a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, Jacques Berger. It's good to have Namibia represented. Uh, I'll take that. Um, yeah, then Warren Whiteley. Um, maybe he's just being a nice guy to get into heaven, but that doesn't actually. <laughs> um, that doesn't actually preclude that he he is a, a really pleasant yeah. chap, very well spoken, and every I think every father in the world would be happy if their daughter brought home Warren Whiteley. I assume Warren Whiteley runs this nice guys fifteen cell group. Yeah, yeah, which is which is totally voluntary. Yeah, it's totally voluntary. You don't have he to doesn't do that, but... he doesn't push it on anyone. But I, I assume he yeah, runs just... the cell group. And then this was very hard. To find a, a scrum half who's a nice person. <laughs> no, but that's a bit like scrum half. Like between lock and scrum half, I think you're gonna. It's gonna be where you're gonna struggle for nice oaks. Like we yeah. have to. Yeah. Uh, it's not that isn't actually a lock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, um, one of our locks isn't even a lock anymore. We 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 have Andy Ellis here, but I think we actually settled on Tanaka. Yeah, Fumiaki Tanaka. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a hell of a. He's just as well like he just he brings joy he's like yeah he's like Mary Kondo did I and I've s- never actually yeah. seen him do that like the typical scrum off thing of like yelling at the the ref or anything like that like did maybe I... it's just the language the language barrier but he just seems like so nice on the field like he doesn't his English is pretty good though yeah. Uh, I think he's just, just a nice respectful person did I, ever, did I ever share the video of him singing I don't think so. I'll find it later. No, but that sounds great. I'll find yeah, it later. He's, 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 um, he's done like a Brave Blossoms like tribute song or something. It actually is fantastic. I'll have to look for it again. Then um, number 10, uh, Patrick Lambie. You know, very pleasant chap. Yeah. Plus, Supposed to be know, like the nicest guy. If you forget your shampoo uh, when you go away on a weekend, he's got your back. He's, he's, he's got obviously back, got right? spare head and shoulders and Nivea products for you if you forget your toiletries. Bring a spare toothbrush in case you forget yours. Yeah. Nice. And then um, number 11, uh, Namani Nadolo. 
apparently he buys a whole lot of boots and sends them back to Fiji to help promote uh, second-tier rugby, unlike world rugby when it's their fucking job. Yeah, anyway. Um, then um, number 12, um, Jean de Villiers. Yeah, very happy, smiley, pleasant oak. Yeah. Um, then 13, Conrad Smith. Great guy. Yeah. Best lawyer in the world. Human rights lawyer, isn't he? Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, then number, number 14, um, Brian Habana. You know, very cheap. His, his smile is like three, like four teeth wider than my smile. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Dwayne The Rock Johnson smile. Like, yeah. it's just, wow. Yeah. And then finally, uh, finishing up our nice guy 15 is uh, Ben from Accounts. Yeah, you know, guy. he just great guy. Um, so we also have a Dick Kids 15 and a Lads on Tour 15, but we'll be today, <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, um, can we just just this one observation? There are no English people in the nice guy 15. Yeah. There are six English people in the decade 15. <laughs> yeah, so if you hate English people, stay tuned for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. That about does it. I think so. Oh, then no, but the the Heroes Heroes sponsored by Heroes Season 1 from Heroes. Yeah, so Season 1 of Heroes. Season 1 of Heroes, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, there is now the ERB most prestigious award, the the highest honor you can get. This is like winning an Oscar, a Grammy, and World Rugby Player of the Year at the same instant for doing the same act. So it's very significant. So what you're saying is Lady Gaga's in contention for this? No, Lady Gaga's not in contention. <laughs> well, Lady Gaga. She must she won. She won what? She must did the Grammy, Oscar, and Golden Globe in one go. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I'm saying those things, but if someone held a gun to my head and say, name one person who's won an Oscar, I would probably get shot. Um, So this is the Heroes Hero, sponsored by Heroes from Hero. Um, We've we've approached NBC and Heroes, and what's the actor's name? Uh, Oh, God, you caught me with my pants down. Um... Whatever, we've we've approached Uh... everyone. This is, yeah, this is all this is all above board. Um, yeah, it's all legal. This is all above board. Yeah, it's For fully change. fully legal. Yeah, fully sponsored correctly actually. Um, and the heroes, heroes, and uh, incidentally, season later seasons of heroes were pretty cuck. So this is hero from season one of heroes. Okay. Yeah, from season one. Of, yeah, season one hero from season one of heroes. Yeah. Okay. Just, so. Just yeah. So the Heroes Hero is sponsored by Hero, the hero from season one of Heroes, <laughs> from Heroes. Yes. It's Matt Lehman. Well done. <laughs> well done, Matt. Yeah. Matt said last Adam, week's episode. Adam forgot to record last week's episode. And no, Matt Adam recorded himself. Yeah, 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 he only recorded himself Adam, and Matt had recorded it. So Matt's the hero. Yeah, so Matt, Matt is the hero. And Matt, how do you feel about receiving ERV's highest honor? Um, you know what? After being named Podcaster of the Year last year, at the end of last year, <laughs> and receiving this, 
I am glad to keep the streak going, and I'm glad that my title reign is only leading to better things. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats. We all, literally, we'll probably only be giving this award out like once a year. Like, I guess like uh, J.P. Peterson's Try Saving Tackle against Samoa in the 9th, 2007 World Cup. Yeah. I think he would have won this award. <laughs> True. Yes? <laughs> yes, I think Brilliant. so. Yeah, and like Donnie Rousseau, 2000, uh, 2007 on, on Matthew Tate. Yeah. So we might give yeah. it for a second time this year because it is a World Cup year. Uh, try try saving tackles to keep South Africa the World Cup. will bring you into preparation for this award. Yeah. Or, or, or recording an episode. So there's for any sort of guys who are not keen on tackling, just surreptitiously try and record our episodes for us. Yeah. Yeah, so congratulations now. Okay, cool. I think that wraps us up. So I'm going to try and remember where everyone's supposed to be able to, which I don't understand because everyone is listening to this already. But anyway, if you aren't <laughs> listening to this somehow and do want to listen to this episode, you can find it on iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and Spotify. We're on five things now. so they're We're not on Stitcher. We are. I listen to us. We are on Stitcher. That was the Adam put us on Stitcher. We had to like apply and everything. It was like a whole like we were nervous that we weren't going to get on. Oh yeah, okay, wow. Yeah, so we're on Stitcher and we're no, I like I listen to us on Spotify. Sorry. Okay. Oh, cool. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and all that. Join the Facebook group for exclusive content. Yes. Yeah. Like our novelty fifteen. And follow Ben on Twitter. Yeah, everyone follow Ben. Okay. Ben Ben from Tax on Twitter. Yes. What the fuck? I don't, I don't want to... I don't think I've hit 10 followers yet, guys. Oh, you're going to hit you're double digits this week. <laughs> okay. Cheers, guys. Yeah.